Bad snap. Bobble. Oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, Fight City. Woo! Welcome into the Green and White Report. Fight City, is that Fight a new City. thing? Fight City, yes. All of us here can attest. This is the Green and White Report, by the way. Yes. Luke Sloan, Trent Bally. What's up? Henry Menegos, we're back. Jay DeCoster, special guest on the program today. But Fight City. East Lansing is Fight City. What are I, your thoughts? I, I dig it, actually. I think it's a little, like, look at us, we're tough. Yeah. Even if we're not. But I do like it. I do. I, I do have to give someone credit. The origins of Fight City are friend of the program, Nick Sonics. Oh, Henry, the man. What if, are your what are your, what are your thoughts on Fight City? Because your roommate came up with Fight City, and all weekend long, I was just saying, great, great night in Fight City. He call, he calls it Fight City. I call it Slime Town. Slime Town. <laughs> it's been it's been just chaos in Fight City. I mean, that's better than like Beast Lansing. It's so yeah. stupid. Beast Lansing. It's overused. That's just something to print on T-shirts. Yeah. Beast Lansing. Woohoo! It's been a wild twenty-four hours in Fight City. Did you, did you have anybody here lose power? I did not. Thank God. I lost power. Yes. Oh, is it bad? The old Gunson House. At an. Uh, I shouldn't just throw my address out here, but I'm doing it. The Gunson Manor. Yeah, the Gunson Manor. Lost power. Oh, Which, you know, for me at Christmas is a big bummer because I leave the lights on and I come out of my room every morning to see them and be uplifted and start my day. Mm. And yes. they were off. So instantly I was confused, scared, thought there was someone <laughs> in my house. Then I realized the microwave isn't working. The refrigerator's <laughs> off. It's cold. The milk smells bad. Oh. Everything is just Travis gone to see. hell. Did you r- sustain electricity? I did. I think ah. I think it was like right. I think Gunson Street was the divider, honestly, oh, is what I've heard. So Trent so, was the sacrificial yeah. lamb. I, yeah. I did not lose power, but I lost something that might be even worse than power is cable and internet <laughs> and all entertainment. I just sat on, after the basketball game yesterday, I just sat on my phone. I, you know, if there was, I don't have TikTok, but if there was any time to get TikTok, it might have to my be goodness. now. It, this is just a tough time. But we're joined in studio by the... Sports ball trophy won every year by the impact over the state news in broomball competition. She is here. I mean, I feel bad for this trophy because it just doesn't it doesn't get out and see much. Yes. It's, it's right here. It stays here. It lives yeah, here. I feel bad. It, it it stays in the basement of Holden Hall. Yeah. We had an Where unbelievable game. Five nothing victory for WDBM over the state news in Broomball. We did Mon not Ice cover Arena. the spread. We did no, not cover the spread. I know that good teams win and great teams cover, but we did pitch a shutout, and I, I felt some momentum amongst the impact ranks that we took a lot of pride in that shutout. So I feel good. We have Cam McLaren was our MVP. He starred. Unbelievable the three guy. of us played. It was just a great time. Jay played as well. Nick. It was an all-in effort. It, it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. Long live the impact. Plus, we have the trophy here. It was in my apartment the last couple nights. I had to clean it and sanitize it this morning yes. because, you know, when you win a trophy, you have to celebrate with the trophy. And that involves drinking consumption substances out of the trophy. Part of the trophy is a cup. 
like the, the top portion. Read between of the it. lines, so people. I, you know, yeah, I was going to say we can let everybody else yeah. figure it out. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Jack Nicholson, shout out. Also, I do have to shout out Kat Keeley, friend of the station. Well, yes. she works here. And she was wearing. <laughs> friend <laughs> friend, friend of the station. Friend. No, she literally friend works here. Friend of us. Uh, friend of ours. <laughs> She had on pads and a helmet. Yeah, I, I headbutted her like three times. I don't know <laughs> if she was wild about that, but I was like, "Cat, bam!" No right. helmet for Trent, by the way. No helmet. No, no helmet hel- needed yeah. for the headbutt. I'm a helmetless guy. I do have to say, I the last two mornings I've woken up just sore. I've got like various bruises. <laughs> we are abusing our bodies before hurts. I had a finals week. Henry Broomball rapid reaction. Uh, it was. I mean, obviously, it was uh, a much tougher contested battle than uh, the previous. Yeah, but uh, it's a good win. Good win for the boys. I, for one, was bloody, and really? I racked my head off the ice, so oh, no. nobody came out unscathed. Concussion protocol. Perhaps. I have a bum knee. I have a bruised tailbone. Brendan Shabath, you know, oh, my God goodness. bless him, covering the basketball game yesterday with him, he was limping up and down the stairs. Brendan. Limping. He's just so tall. He's so tall. A, a like, I can't imagine that's, that's easy to navigate on the ice when you're that tall. Like, it's got to be hard. Bad. He's a hooper. Also, a hooper. one final thing: Hank looked fantastic at Room Ball. Hank, Hank showed up looking like Mick Jagger. He was wow. the Darren Helm no, of our team. Yeah, no, I'm talking like his, his Hank's outfit. Hank was wearing a oh yeah very tight black T-shirt with a <laughs> very good looking khaki jacket. Was it Dan Campbell Ooh. levels of tightness? Yes. Oh, wow. it was it was beyond Dan Campbell. Wow. Speaking of Dan Campbell, congrats to Hank's voice for bouncing back Thursday. I was rooting for you uh, against the, you. against the Steelers. Very interesting, per usual, but. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it, I, I, one final thought on Broomball. We have to celebrate Alliance. One final as well. thought. We do. There's just so much to do. What a day! What a show! What a life! What a time! Nevertheless, you know, I was thinking about the differences between the last time we played Broomball and this time. And if you guys remember, both nets were moved in pretty significantly, making the the scoring area a lot smaller. Yes, and more conducive to goals. So. I was thinking, I was like, wow, I was like, we really scored a lot. We won 16 to 1 in 2019. Shout out the month of November. But because the sheet was larger. Quite literally moved the goalposts. Yeah. Yes, they had to. The sheet was larger and we scored less. So, yes. We don't make the rules, but we still win. Nevertheless. Great showing for the impact. We had like 30 people there. So, long live the impact. Let's go. There were photos being taken, babies being kissed, speeches. It was was a a true presidential gala. The Lions also won, too. The Lions did win. uh, We don't have to rub it in Hank's face because (laughs) we're friends here. But I was in the building for that. It was worth the wait. The people who left aren't true fans. The people who stayed... Our fans of the team. I, I just, I, 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 my, I already talked about this on Motown Run. Now go check it out if you want. Um, all but, podcasting platforms. Yes, all services. Is that is that how you say that? Services. All streaming services. Check us out. Yeah, it's streaming. Services. Whatever. I, I, Jared Goff deserves his credit for that. Dan Campbell deserves his credit for playing that. Better. Goff's playing better. Goff played well, and you know what? That's just the that's the nature of football. That's the nature of society. What have you done for me lately? Jared Goff was fantastic on that game-winning drive after he turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter. You know, that the resilience is you haven't seen it from him. He got his first win, uh, you know, without Sean McVay, so that was it was good to see, and Amonra St. Brown is one of the young guys that I'm actually looking forward to developing. I don't think he'll ever be a number one receiver, but he can absolutely be a two or three, maybe put him in the slot. Blah, blah, blah. It was a great win for the undermanned Lions over the undermanned Vikings. It was just a trenches game, they and it needed, was fun to they, watch. They just needed a win. Like, I understand that this year is obviously deep rebuild. They needed one win, 
and I, I don't, I'd never cared where it came from. I didn't care who it was against. They just needed one win to get that good feeling. And it's nice that it came ahead of the holidays against a division team. So, yeah. I don't know. Everything just feels great. Trent, I got to ask, what was the environment like in that yes. stadium when like the, the gates were released? Dude, it was... I, I, I Okay, Hank, I got a full disclosure. I felt bad because afterwards when I was reflecting on how belligerent I was at the game, I was I was doing the skull chant on the way out. And, and this, <laughs> no, this, no, this, no. This, this Vikings fan turned around and he was... <laughs> So angry at me, like screaming at me, like that's not that's not classy. Like you Detroit fans, and I was like, dude, so personal. He, he's like, I'm wow. tuning you out, and I was like, okay, two things. First of all, you're not tuning me out because you're screaming in my face right now. <laughs> Second of all, I've been tuning people out for 12 yeah, weeks, there you go. so give me my damn flowers. <laughs> I almost just said something way worse. No, you you were you were your own drop button. Yeah, I was like, dude, I, all I do is tune people out. What are you talking about? Like, whatever. this guy stinks. This yeah. guy stinks. That guy. I, I was like, I was like, buddy, you're you're lost. You're lost. What you do? Drive from down Saint from Minneapolis. Paul. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you thought for sure you're going to see a win. You didn't. And I'm sorry that fans are climbing on top of traffic lights because they're so happy that the Detroit Lions won a game. Also, I have to call out Mike Valeni by name because for you to to sit here and and. And by the way, we are just off the rails now. But for you to sit here and have the take we have to that Sheila Ford Hamp can't be in the locker room celebrating with the team, like, what do you want from her? That's the laziest take ever. Because to me, it shows that she actually cares. And what's the biggest criticism? That the Fords don't care. I, I don't understand. I, I get the sentiment of like, oh, they're acting like they want a playoff game. Yeah, because they're happy, man. The and celebration, they- Jared Goff and Dan Campbell just like hugging each yes. other at the buzzer. It was just, I was just, it felt so, because this it, this year has been brutal. If this was year three of Dan Campbell's regime and they're celebrating like that, I would be livid. But yes. it's year one, you can't go winless. You just no, can't do that. An option. You I can't would be very go winless and ha- still have your fans, your players, your personnel bought in on the regime. Meanwhile, it's a six-year contract, so I understand we're playing the long game, but you have to win a game or two. The Vegas over-under for the Lions this year was four and a half. I took it. It ain't going to hit, which is fine, well, but you have to win a game or two. There's a chance it hits. There's also Starts a chance today. the Lions don't have the first pick now, which some people are going to be upset Houston's about. Houston's pretty bad, too. That tie comes into play now because if you if you win two games and, say, the Jaguars don't win another game, oh my goodness. they're going to get the number they're one pick again. story. The Urban Meyer report that came out recently, Uh-oh. calling his assistant coaches losers, Uh-oh. wanting to fight with the most veteran player in the locker room, in Marvin Jones, former Lion, one of our favorites, benching James Robinson and then publicly getting it called out by your quarterback, who is a rookie in the league. Yeah. Lord, he's going to be out of there after Yeah, he ain't in Columbus anymore, buddy. What a bully. Just so Just you know. Just a bully. But about the postgame celebration, I completely agree with you. I mean, come on. I mean, think about all the bad breaks that this team has gotten this year. Last second field goals, you know, critical mistakes just just been three of those yeah bad bounces i mean you know a couple bounces a couple hops a couple breaks and this is a four-win team right now three-win team so you know like i just i don't understand the take i don't understand getting upset that the team is celebrating it's an inexperienced team it's an undermanned team it's a banged up team but they play hard they're all underdogs half these guys aren't even going to be on the roster in, in three months so i am just i was encouraged by it I'm not saying that it's a huge stepping stone, but from the sentiment of you can't go winless, it was huge. Because when you look at the schedule, I'm not sure where else your wins come 
from here on out. You got a chance against Atlanta. I, I agree. You could maybe beat Green Bay if they rest starters in week seventeen, week eighteen. It is it is now, but probably not because that number one seed means even more now because there's only one bye. So I'm just saying, the win, on, the the win, the loss on Thanksgiving was huge from the standpoint of that was a winnable game. It was on the table. You lost after it after that. When I thought that. There was a chance that we didn't get one this you year. You and many others, Sloan. You and many others. And I, I that was just that was the one I had circled. Yep. Against a, a terrible Bears team. I guarantee to win. Here's the, I mean, the thing about it is this Matt Nagy and Mike Zimmer, are they employed at this time next year? I'm well, let's get no Hank to, in the mix on I'm that. I'm saying on, no on, to both of them. On Mikey Zimmer. What I had a little thoughts? conversation with Jay on the way over, actually, and the consensus is that Nagy is out. Yeah, well, I, I think agree. Nagy's out He's for sure. Be. But what do you I, think about I don't Zim? think Zimmer's out yet. I really don't. Really? I don't. Are you, would you be content with no playoffs this year and we'll say uh, one game above 500? Content? I mean, I guess in terms of like not firing firing him, yes. You're a big Zim guy. I am a Zim You're guy. You're a big Zim guy. I believe guy. in Zim. But he, I mean, the I'm ice a big is getting Zim pretty guy. thin. No, I agree. It's just well. That's why I wanted. I your, want to see I'll, better for your club, especially on the defensive side. I mean, that was a big win right. they picked up on Thursday. Had had the fellows over for that one. Made some yummy Christmas hot chocolate. It was a great time. But the I mean, is the I mean, they're Clint Kubiak. I like I like him as an offensive coordinator. They they do a lot of Cousins is having a pretty nice year. I yeah, think. but I mean, if you look at it, look at the weapons he's got, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm also Osborne. kind of a Kirk fan, you know. Like, so it's 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 a weird line for me to walk. I, I go back and forth on it, but they got. I the could weapons. see it both ways. Like from the outside looking in, I could see it. Both this ways. is an offensive that has talent that should be a top five offense in the league. No, no question. Right. Like I look at the roster and I just think the Vikings are better than what their record shows. And Absolutely. You can't say that yeah. about a lot of NFL teams. Yeah. So, so I, at that point, maybe you do look at Zimmer, but I I think it's it, the problem has been defense, and then. Kirk's just not coming through sometimes in key moments. So, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a big change, but I'm, I'm giving them one more season probably after this one. One more? I think we so. We can put a pin in this because the nice thing about the NFL going kind of long this year with the you know 18 weeks of the season is that once we come back from our nice holiday break here on the Green and White Report, we can kind of pick up football a little bit, which is kind of a bonus. But we'll stay with football, go to college. And Trent, you put this question here. Oh my gosh, I, we're about to get fired. We're about to get fired up. College football deserves the biggest thumbs down that it has ever had. See this the, the, this first one off the top is great. Did you watch the Heisman ceremony? And I didn't, nope, not I, one second of it. I did not watch. <laughs> Don't any care. Of it, but I saw a couple highlights on Twitter. And it looked embarrassing. It was like the good old boys club. Dude, oh, hey there. Uh, hey oh there, Desmond. Hey there, you know, Charles Woodson. Everything hey about it sucks. RG3 asking Kenny Pickett about if he's playing in the bowl or not. Hey there. Yeah, know, like, what do you, like, okay, let's ha-ha, get, let's get we gotta one. We got over Ohio State this year. Woohoo! CJ Stroud standing there. What is this, fourth grade on the yeah, playground? Desmond, Desmond Howard calling out, like, the Ohio State offensive line. Dude, this is the Heisman. What are you doing? Save that for Twitter. Save that for, like, an interview later. Don't do it during the Heisman. This is why I don't watch this shit. Because, listen, it. <laughs> this was awful. Dude, it, first of all, let's get one thing out of the way. Brutal. The fact that this is the first year that they magically want to cut the ballot down to four and have a have a finite number. 
there will be four finalists. It's never been that way. It's always yeah. been some years there's three, some years there's five. Some it, years there's, yeah. And and you know it's what? Just, I know fluid. people are going to say, oh, well, Kenneth Walker III finished sixth. So even if there was five, you wouldn't have made it, Trent. You're an idiot. No, I'm not an idiot because this whole system is just stupid. So, Sloan, I want to ask you this. Yes. If the great Jack Ebling, who delegates the Heisman votes in Michigan, comes up to you and hands you a ballot, who would be your who would be your three votes? You only get three. Three. Okay. You get, again, you get three votes, but there's four final. It just makes no sense, dude, but go ahead. I mean, I, I don't want, I'll probably catch some hatred from this, especially amongst Michigan people in my life, but it's got to be Kenneth Walker III. It's got to be Will Anderson, and it's got to be Bryce Young. Yes. Statistically speaking, from wire to wire, Will Anderson had a better year than Aiden Hutchinson. It's- it was the the last two weeks of the year, and the media narrative that was played up by ESPN, Michigan folks, social media, Party A, Party B, Party C, Cardi B, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just played it up. That was fire. That was fire. Everyone, everyone played the narrative up. Ooh, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive players. Ooh, that's a gritty move for the Heisman. Ooh, a defensive end up for the Heisman. Oh boy, he might be a top three pick. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Every time, he if I can on take Sports it a step Center, further, there, Sloan, not to cut you off. If I can take it a it step was the further, narrative. it is the narrative, and you can't convince me otherwise. Because for there to be two Alabama finalists last season, one this year, they didn't want to throw Will Anderson in the mix. Oh, we got a Michigan yeah. guy. He's playing well down the stretch. Oh, that, that. Listen, Kenneth blood. Walker Woo. played better. Kenneth Walker won the Walter Camp National Player of the Year. I want to say that again. National Player of the Year and has now become the first player ever to not be a Heisman finalist and win that award. It, 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 it needs to be discussed as one of the greatest sense. snubs of all of Heisman in Heisman history. It's utter bullshit. It That's has what to it be. is. It has to be discussed as one of the greatest snubs in Heisman history. There's no ands, if, or buts about it. And I did not watch the ceremony yesterday because it was absolute crap. And and Sloan, we sit here on a high horse because yes, we do get to cover the team a little bit, and we're here in in green yeah, and white. This is a green and white it, report. Yeah. And so, but I am not going to argue that Kenneth Walker should have won the award. I am simply saying he was absolutely a top four contender for it. Get him to New York. Give Bryce Young his hardware and get the hell out. It's fine. What like what? Why do we have to sit here? And penalize this guy for what? Having, uh, you know, 34 yards, 24 yards against Ohio State, whatever it was, when he was hurt. You know what Aiden Hutchinson did against Michigan State? One tackle. I don't think he got any pressures. He was not, his presence was not felt. Nope. Now, I, I'll give you this. He had a fantastic finish of the season. Yes. And Michigan he, oh, 100%. is in. He won him the game against Ohio State. Yes, he did. Shouldn't and win Michigan should well, win him a nomination. It it's, it's, now it's the conference championship. Player of the Year award, right? That's what the Heisman is now, essentially, because Hank, uh, we're all over the map here. But rivalry week championship award. There's more than one way to prove that as well, because Jim Harbaugh won National Coach of the Year, but he didn't even win Big Ten Coach of the Year. So make that make sense. I don't understand. That was Luke Fickle's award. I am sorry, yes. Luke Fickle. I am sorry, Cincinnati. Th- these awards have gone to the birds. We're, That's we, the bottom line. We are trying to crisscross, crisscross paths of thinking, lines of thinking. Why did this guy do this? He had a great year. Oh, you know, this guy wins Big Ten Coach of the Year. This guy wins National Coach of the Year. This guy goes is hey, consistent from wire to wire. This guy has two good weeks. Oh, what about this school? Oh, what about this market? Oh, what about this player? 
we have so many lines that are just crossing each other. The, that the context week, shouldn't matter. It's, it's like in the All-Star game when I got Bam out of bio in instead of a guy who, you know, actually ha- puts up good stats and Bradley Beal or Devin, I forget, was it Devin Booker two years ago when everyone was up in arms? Massive snub. Whatever it is. And, you know, guys get in because of injuries. I am just simply saying these individual war- awards are that. They are individual awards. They're not team awards. I don't give a damn that Michigan beat Ohio State. Why are, like, I, I, don't, I understand that's big, but for the sake of individual awards, body of work over the course of a season, I, the Heisman has lost all its integrity for me. I don't care. What's your top three? It's the same as you. So young, I would have Anderson, Young, Anderson, and Kenneth Walker the third. The fact that Anderson didn't get an invite either. I mean, dude, across the board, like better God, season. I have, I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, as Alabama one, Anderson, is now the number one team, and I got one more yeah. for you, Sloan. Before you go, no, Michigan uh, yeah. is number two in the college football playoff, which is fine. But Georgia's an eight-point favorite, so make that make sense. None yeah. of this makes sense, bro. So I mean, Walker should have been an absolute. Young should have been an absolute. In a scenario where we are inviting four, you know, you think of Stroud. And Stroud had a big-time year statistically, but he won nothing this year. He right. won nothing. Yep. Hey, you beat uh, you beat Michigan State at the shoe, and we, were, we have the worst secondary in college football. Congratulations. He lost to Oregon. He lost at the big house in, 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 you know, in a game that they've dominated the last 20 years. He won nothing. You know, we can talk about Pickett in a minute, you know, Anderson, Hutchinson. But, I mean, Stroud, in my opinion, he didn't win anything. They went 10-2. and two. Yeah, I just, when you talk about body of work, his I know is it's the not least a team impressive. award, but it's still a factor. Because, you know, and, you know, listening to people, you, like, for, like, Walker, for example, like, in order to be, I mean, because we just got to, we are the beast. We are the enemy. We got to put yes. ourselves in the shoes of the evil. In order to be in contention for the award, you have to be on a pretty good team. That's just the way things are right, right. now. Just like you, you have to win to get, a lot. You have to be in a big conference to get into the playoffs. Cincinnati, stro- they went undefeated yeah. and weaseled their way in at four, you know? I mean, am I off base for thinking that Stroud's candidacy, which seems like most people to be an absolute, was kind of... There's some holes you can punch in it. No, absolutely. Because if you if you look at body of work, which again, Sloan, we are not one of the 928 Heisman voters or whatever it is. That's a lot. Some too. ungodly number. Uh, it, it, it. I just. Uh, I don't understand it, man. I don't. Because Neither you're do right I. about Stroud. Is Stroud deserving of being there? Sure. Is he as deserving as a Kenneth Walker or a Will Anderson? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Because body of work, he he lost to his rival. And they also lost or to Oregon. And Oregon's a good team, but it, that's just I, I'm at a loss for words. Whatever you got to take it, Sloan. Henry. You got to take Kenneth Walker the third should have been in New York. And you know what? To the he Heisman committee or whoever the hell makes these decisions, don't do this stupid four man ballot thing anymore. When you only give the voters three votes, when the fan vote, the Nissan fan vote or whatever it is, no free ads, they get yeah. that is one of the 900 votes. Did you know that? Yeah. So the fans get the actually, vote. My sister told me about like, that. It, it, it means me nothing. These fans think they're doing so, it's it's the dumbest. It's, it, it makes no sense to me, man. What, what, about, what about Kenny Pickett? I, I would, just, I would I argue for Pickett over too. Stroud. Oh, I would as well. A, do you send Aiden Hutchinson to New York? Straight up. If you I, had I, four, we'll, we'll just go with four because in my opinion there should be at least five. But if, if, in, if there's four, which is what we're dealing with right now, once again, putting ourselves in the shoes of the evil, are you sending Hutchinson to New York? Are you sending him over Anderson? 
I, I just don't think so. It's just the narrative. It's just it's just the the trendy market or whatever. You know, the big the big block M. That's yeah. the bottom line, Hank. You know that's that's what it is. That's what this I, whole thing is. Statistically, especially speaking statistically, right? And I know it's different for defensive players when you're talking about statistics because they're factors away from statistics to right. be, being a defensive player. But statistically speaking, not that great of a year. I know, and, and, and in the context especially of, when there's of recent a, college football, there's a guy in the same position, right? Who who played better in every way, beat his rival, did the same stuff Hutchinson right. did, just had better stats, and for Hutchinson to finish second, and if you want to talk Heisman about voting, body of work, yeah. they're the number one team in the nation right now. Yep, I have a pick. I have a picket thought as well, and you know, you brought this up, Henry, and you know, this isn't necessarily Heisman like, but you know, he said it at the ceremony last night to RG three, and I mean. I have a, a various thoughts about this. So when it comes to players opting out of bowl games, you know, you know, there are some people who are really up in arms about it. But the thing about it is this. It's it's a double-sided coin in college football. When you have coaches, coordinators, assistant coaches that leave coaching staffs before bowl games, I don't think that those people can really be in a position to call out players that opt out of bowl games. It needs to go both ways. That being considered, I'm really not a fan of it because I like to watch the highest quality football games in the bowl games. But if players opt out, that's 100% their prerogative and their decision because coaches do it, players do it. It should be an even playing field and the players deserve a little bit more of the sauce. But nevertheless, if you are Kenny Pickett and you are nothing close to being an absolute, you need to play in the Peach Bowl. What is his... But doing standing up there saying, oh, you know, I might play in the bowl. Yeah, I might I, play I in just, the bowl. You can go out against the Michigan State secondary and put up 400 you yards. Could, you could. Michigan State could still win. Factually the what worst. He, yeah. What is, he, why, what is his line of thinking? He needs more tape. I mean, come on. I know they won 11-2. and two, They won the ACC, blah, 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 blah. But they were perpetually 6-6 six and six before this year. No one knew who Kenny Pickett was. I think he probably deserved to go to New York just because of the year they had. You know, obviously winning the ACC definitely over Stroud. I'd say over Hutchinson too, in my opinion. But this whole him in the bowl game thing is just I, my brain is just fuzzy thinking about it. He needs more tape. No one thinks he's going to be some kind of top ten player. Maybe not even a top fifteen player. Yeah. I saw a mock draft the other day. He went in the second round. Yeah, now, that means nothing because the draft is still four months away. I get it, but I'm just it, things to think about, right? Yes. No, I completely agree. If we're If we're big picture here, I agree, Sloan. Like, I think he absolutely has to play in the Peach Bowl, and he has to perform in a big game and play well and, you know, perform under pressure. And like you said, if I'm him, I'm licking my chops because I get to go against the worst pass defense in the nation. Yes. I mean, come on, you're going to put up some good tape. Scouts will be in attendance. You're playing in an NFL stadium. Right. I mean, check it, check it, check. Let's make some picks, though. Because this is obviously our last show until we break for Christmas, break for the holidays, and return in 2022. That's very weird to say. This year has just flown by. But let's start with that Peach Bowl. Number 11, Michigan State. Number 13, Pittsburgh. Michigan State is favored by a point. And I, I see this is another just chaotic thing that happened this weekend. I just made the decision last night that I'm, I'm just going to go to Atlanta. I don't You're know. going? Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, I'm gonna, that's awesome. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I'm gonna be there. I just you're gonna hitchhike down there. I was Atlanta. I was talking with with friend of the program Cam McLaren. I, I was we were, I was because he, he's going to the Peach Bowl, and my head just kind of said, you know, it's this is our last year. Michigan State's in a New Year's Six Bowl. You know, I'm not really doing anything over the holidays. I was like, wouldn't it be an adventure if I just went down there? I might just drive. I mean, if, if flights are, exp- I, I'm, I'm just gonna find a way. I'll I mean, I don't bus. think it's a 
it's not an outrageous drive. No, it's not. I, I looked it up, and it's I think from my home in the seven three four, it's about ten hours twenty minutes. Not terrible. Yeah, you can do that in a hop day. Hop on a plane, drive there before the game, drive back after, man. <laughs> hop Save on a plane to ATL, cost. down and back. <laughs> and nevertheless, though, let's make some picks for this one, Henry. We'll start with you. I Is guess pick it in. Is pick it in the game? Yeah. Let's let's yeah. pick this as everyone plays. Yeah, Inclu- including Kenneth Walker, yeah, which I. I, I definitely think all you the will. Word but from no the one's... building has been that Jay Reed can. All yeah. of them are going to play, and I, 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 I'd say I'd expect that. Classy. I think he probably wants to go up and put up a big game after being snubbed. Probably he, he is a humble player, but wouldn't you know four and touchdowns look nice? In not the beach to bring bowl? this up again, but isn't that part of the problem that he's so quiet in himself? Oh yeah. In order, well, to, yeah. In order to be, if, if this, if this award Hutchinson has completely comeback tour, if it's completely switched to the fl- flashiest, glitziest guy, just like society is with social media, then yes, Hank, you're exactly no, right. But if he's going to come from a humble background of Michigan State, right, he needs to be the flashiest player in the nation to get any kind of recognition, and that's part God. of the problem. You know, no, he's I, just, I completely he's agree way with too you. Quiet, way too humble. Just, I completely agree and, with you, and, and for that reason, that is why the Heisman has lost its integrity for me, and that's the end of the story. One yeah. one more on this too before we get in the picks and I'm sorry I just oh, it's okay this is big this is big we're airing grievances it's like Festivus air it out this, this is therapy this yeah. is therapy for us this is this is group therapy here in the studio today but you know I saw a lot of people on Twitter you know Michigan the Michigan content the Michigan contingent specifically and that they were all saying oh you know you know too bad so sad Kenneth Walker the third you know didn't get a Heisman nomination you guys aren't a big enough brand. Is it just, it's just about the brand. I mean, we've yeah. come to that unfortunate conclusion. I mean, we, you know, this, we already kind of made this point earlier in the segment, but. A credit to Michigan for their win over Ohio State, but isn't that all Michigan's about anyways? Is yeah. all about being the brand? I mean, the yeah. The brand, the brand, the if brand. If they don't beat Michigan State, that's what they say, you know? They, they, I mean, great win over Ohio State. I'm not, I'm not going to, and I didn't think they could do that. Credit, credit where credit's due. Absolutely right there. Exactly. And it's, but before that, and, and, and even considering that, isn't that all Michigan is? Is the brand? Yes. I don't know. I'm willing to make that argument. The, the jump man thing. It's just, dude, it's nauseating. It's, see, and, and again, I want to make two things very clear before I move on and, and, and shut shut up about this. because I got one more, too, that I'm <laughs> feeling <laughs> about. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just I want to say two things very clear. Turn me up in your headphones, whatever you got to do. Turn Number that one, car radio I'm up. Not arguing against Hutchinson as much as I'm advocating for Kenneth Walker and the fact that maybe the field, the Heisman ballot should be a little bigger. I don't think Hutchinson deserved to be there over some of the other guys. That doesn't mean that I don't think he was worthy of a nomination. Number two, I am not going to sit here and act like Kenneth Walker should have won the award. That's the bottom line. I know it's Bryce Young's hardware. It was his to lose. Everyone knew that. But the way it all played out, the context should matter a little bit and didn't and that's all there's a cloud over this michigan football program we haven't talked about this a ton on these airwaves this year but it has been there and you think of the big 10 championship game and gus johnson dropping a bo schembechler reference on the broadcast yeah it was terrible yep it was terrible rough it, it was horrible i mean you know we could do 30 minutes on that situation. Yeah. But, you know, just kind of bringing the whole conversation about the brand, the brand, the brand full circle is this season is happening over that storyline. And you have slappy fan and, you know, victim shaming broadcasters and many parties and et cetera, et cetera. The winning, the winning this year is just masked at all. 
the brand, the brand, the brand. Yep. That's that's all that it is. But a lot of programs don't get away with that kind of stuff. Just no. saying. Well, let's make picks though. We got it. We got basketball. Yeah, let's finally on tap. make picks. Let's finally make well, picks. I, I told Henry to make his pick first, and then we got in we a got wormhole about the, the brand of Michigan football and what it masks and what it propels <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Henry, lead us off. Michigan State so, picks. Kenny Pickett's in the game. The Battle of the Peaches. Kenny Pickett plays. Kenny Pickett plays. Everybody plays. All right, I think this is a Michigan State win, but I think it's one of those games that we've seen all too many times this year. Just what's going on in the first half. They're lighting us up. They got three touchdowns in the first quarter, maybe even. Second half, different story. We find a way. Like How many times have we seen that storyline this year? And I think Michigan State pulls this game out. Maybe we win by, you know, let's say a field goal. Let's say we win by a field goal. All right, goal. so it'll be a cover. It'll be Yeah, it'll be a cover. Close game, but I think we pull it out in the second half. I'm 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 definitely lockstep with you. You know, talking to Zach Sardanik, who's going to be on the call for that game, and he, I thought he just made a really good point. And this is kind of a sportsy cliche, but he's just like it. Just feels like one of those years, one of those years that you know has a good finish, has some good moments, and this team's got the, the talent, the coaching chops, and the ability to get it done. I'm I'm thinking along the same lines as you, Henry. I think you know a three to five point win. You know, maybe. Definitely less than a touchdown, I think, assuming Pickett plays. If he doesn't play, you know, you could see a 10-point victory, perhaps. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Shame on me for not researching that. But it'll be the classic Michigan State game. Spartans will give up a lot of air yards. Kenneth Walker III will run all over them. You know, everyone's going to be playing up those Pat Narduzzi storylines. Did you know we coached here? Did you, did you know Pat Narduzzi <laughs> yeah. was once the coach of Michigan State? Did you It'll, know that Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne played in high school together? They did. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yes. How about that? <laughs> Naperville, Illinois, I do Big believe. Big J journalism. I do believe. It'll be that classic Michigan State game. I, I'm expecting a lot of points, a lot of yards. Michigan State will give up a lot of air yards. Kenneth Walker the third. I'm going to say, scores three touchdowns. I think he goes out with a bang I think Jaden Reed, I think he's to the NFL after this year. Yep. I think he has a very nice game, puts a little tape on display for the scouts, ends up getting picked in the third round. I think it's a very nice conclusion to the Spartan careers of both those players. You know, good game by Peyton Thorne because there'll be a lot of point scoring. You know, I see a high scoring, you know, we'll say 37-33 Michigan State victory, assuming Kenny Pickett plays. I am pretty much in lockstep, consensus quake. I won't add that much. I do think that... Pitt will have at least one drive that's like three plays. I just think they're going to yeah, air it out. N- they're going to get after just it. Blow our corners o- over the top. And Someone will just run by them. Sloan, I'll do you one better. I think this game ends like 45, like 49. Like it's going to be insane. Just like high scoring. It, so it'll be fun to watch if you're, if you're free and you're not a fan of either one of these teams turn it on because it'll be a good game and i do think the spartans win but they you know they win it like hank said they win the same way they've been winning all year give up a lot of yards kenneth walker goes crazy defense does enough Ben don't break maybe get a key stop and you just win in the end jay prediction yeah yeah i think i think if kenny pickett plays you know it's gonna be a high scoring game like you said luke pound the over but i do think yeah. msu is gonna pull this one out you know like i said I'm, like you said about the secondary i'm really concerned about them the worst in the country Yeah, how can you not be concerned yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah i think i, th- I think jay Nero plays obviously he broke his hand in the michigan game yeah I think he, that's, a, that's Halliday, a good point cal Halliday will have his hand healed from that club so pretty healthy team coming in so yeah i think msu gets the win so we'll have to see that's a great point that I didn't think about, too, is that Speedy. Naylor will be back for that game and probably back next year. So this could be kind of a transitional moment for him headed into 2022, as hard as that is to say. But nevertheless, 
On the other side of the break, a couple quick picks for the college football playoff games, and then lots to talk about with Michigan State basketball. Some Big Ten basketball coming up after another break later in the show, but just a lot to do this morning. On the Green and White Report. All right, everybody. Deep breath. In and out. We're fine. We're, We're feeling okay. No more yelling, no more screaming. We aired our grievances. I was trying to think of the Seinfeld reference. You know the the Festivus episode, and I'm a big Seinfeld guy. I can't more than Friends or yes, yes. Okay, there's there's. I'm trying to think. I go back and forth on that. I'm trying to think of the Mister Costanza. What he called? I think it was the airing of grievances, which is a Festivus tradition. We're we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating Festivus. We're just all over the place on the Green and White Report, but. Before we get into hoops, I, I want to kind of put one final Christmas bow on the, the college football playoff talk, and that would be, you know, predictions for the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Just a quick look at the, the updated lines. Alabama currently minus 13.5 against number 4 Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl, and the Orange Bowl, obviously the aforementioned Wolverines. They are eight-point dogs against the dogs, the Georgia Bulldogs. So, you know, Henry, we'll kick it to you first. You know, let's let's talk about Alabama and Cincinnati first. Yeah, I got I have an unpopular opinion about this game. I think it's unpopular, but we'll save that for a moment. Well, I mean, I think this is an easy one. I, I don't think anything crazy is going to happen in, in this game. Um, I think Alabama rolls. I, I don't I don't see this one being that all that interesting. I mean, potentially, I don't. I, there's no way Cincinnati wins this game. I don't think. And some people might argue that. Some people want to see some chaos but yeah no i agree with you i don't think there's i don't even think there's a roadmap for yeah. it like i think alabama good of a, takes takes care of business in this one alabama just has distanced themselves from the pack like i i just i can't pick why would you pick against that unless they've given you some substance like that even the texas a&m game like dude you're allowed to lose a lose a game on the road in the SEC. With the, the, Auburn game, the Auburn yeah. game maybe a little bit, but like even that, it's a, that's a rivalry game. Things happen in rivalry yes. games. You know? And this Georgia defense has been fantastic all year, yeah. and Alabama just put up 40 on them almost, right? It was 38, 20, or whatever the final, I don't remember. But I, I just, yeah, I think Alabama, I think this line is too low, honestly. But I understand they got to get. But that's so- embarrassing, right? If they, if it's too, it is. You know and, what I mean? and I guess if we want to go big picture here before Sloan gives his pick, I I don't know. Putting Cincinnati in is good for college football in the sense that if we're going to stick with a four team playoff, it gives one of these underdogs a chance. Like you think of UCF a couple years ago, you think of TCU a couple years ago. But it also is going to be bad for college football if Alabama goes in there and wins by twenty plus, which you know I, I I think is going to happen because then in the future I think the committee is going to be a little more hesitant to put you know American teams in or you know the Big East team whatever the case may be. So I, as opposed to the Power Five or the Power Four, I guess. So I don't know. That that's the bigger narrative I think with this game. Thirteen and a half is too many. So you think Cincinnati covers? I think Cincinnati do you think, covers. You think Cincinnati oh, wins? We're, we're picking and covering. I thought I thought this was just game. No, picks. I guess we're just kind of. I I think I've Alabama got, covers the spread. For I've what got it's worth. Bama to win. Okay, but the Bearcats to cover. So you're thinking like a ten point win or what? I'm thinking like an eight to ten point win. Sloan, I hope you're right. That would make it a lot more interesting, wouldn't it? And it would make the case for non Power Five teams to be all the better. You know what I mean? Correct. Once again, I hate. I hate sports cliches, but I just have that gut feeling. There's a sports cliche. Sport, put, I'll put my nickel in the jar. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, which is a hell of a nickname, 
and Kobe Bryant. Two studs at corner for Alabama. Two great players. I, I, I think that they could be a difference in this game. Both of them are going to be playing on Sundays. I know that Gardner is probably going to be a first-round pick. Bryant will be an early day-two pick, I think. But Desmond Ritter, he's experienced. You know, they, they played Georgia very tight in the Peach Bowl not that long ago. I think they could run the football a little bit. I think Luke Fickle is going to coach the game of his life because they've been begging and clawing and prying for yeah, this the opportunity. Yeah, the real coach of the year. Yeah, oh, 100%. I... I just see, I, I just vision envision something in my head where it's, you know, it's Alabama, you know, oh, you know, group of five team, let them in, you know, dull, you know, they're just checking the box, couldn't keep them out. I just see a weird sports scenario happening where we see some kind of magic in this game and it's close for a little while and, and, and that number is too big. I, I, am I wrong for 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 envisioning that? Because I mean, I, I also, admittedly, I want it to happen. Yeah. But I think that that Cincinnati has got the chops to get it done. I mean, they have a vet, they have a veteran quarterback who's probably going to go in the first round. They can run the ball a little bit with Jerome Ford. Their you know their defense is very good. They, they I think you know their their corners could be playing at somewhere like Alabama. In my opinion, they're both extremely talented players, but they have stayed at a place like Cincinnati and Fickle. I think it's going to coach the game of his life because they've been begging for this opportunity. You could see fake punts. You could see some trick plays. You know, they'll they'll probably bring extra guys on defense. I mean, am I crazy for seeing a little, for a path here, a path for a cover? I'm not even talking about a path for a win. A path for a Cincinnati cover. Well, I don't think so, just from the standpoint of, you know, covering any line is a 50-50 uh, in, in theory, right? I mean, it's either going to cover or it's not going to cover, so... There's, you know, that's that. I do think, that, <clears throat> excuse me, I do think that, you know, the the approach of, like, experience might win this game. That You're right, that could happen if Nick Saban wasn't on the other end. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I, I hope you're right, Sloan. I hope it's a close game for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of college football. But I think Alabama's going to roll. But hats off to you for coming up with a roadmap for Cincinnati to actually make it a game. Because I don't think anyone thinks they're going to win this thing. So you have them covering. You have Bama covering. Yes, I have Bama what, covering. What do you think, Henry? Do you have you also have Bama coming? Are you going to take me I points? Do, I, I do have Bama covering, but I, I can understand from a romantic aspect, I can understand your whole scenario here where we see some magic because it, it is yeah, that sure. time of the year. You know, this is the playoffs. You like, got an experienced, quarter, experienced yeah. quarterback. Cincinnati, like you said, Cincinnati is not just going to lay down. I mean, this is a chance they've been waiting for. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to pull out all the stops, and absolutely there's, there's some scenario where it could be very interesting and God, maybe they'll make a movie about it one day if they beat him. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The Bearcats. The it year is. the Bearcats did it or something. That was the dumbest. A Disney that movie never put it. me in the creative department for like a... The year of the Bearcats. Yeah, you just erase that. Record world. scratch. Erase that. But but everyone we, out there on the radio, forget that. Should we do the Orange Bowl? Well, let's do the Orange Bowl. Let's do the prediction thing. Number three, Georgia. Minus eight and a half. Or minus eight, excuse me. But all the money's coming in on the Bulldogs. That I mean, all I've seen is that line, you know, in some sports books inflating over yeah. the past week against number two Michigan. Henry, we'll start with you again. Eight points. So again, Georgia. I know what this looks like on paper, and I know like how this game should go out. I know how this game should play out, and that's Georgia should should just take care of business. But I said the same thing about Ohio State. I really did. That Ohio State should have taken care of Michigan, and sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. I'm not going to bet against – this might piss some people off. I'm not going to bet, bet against Michigan again. I think Michigan can make this into a game. They've been playing way above what I expected the last three or four weeks. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's I, very I, Michigan fair. Will, I don't think Michigan will. I mean, this will be a game. This will be a game either way, I think. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, think, Mich- put it the, I think Michigan covers. I think Georgia still wins the game. But I think Michigan covers this at least. I feel kind of guilty because we crapped on Michigan in the last segment. No, but you got to give and them, then, they, no, they, I, they get no, credit I, for what they, you know Very I mean? much so. I, mean, I give Jim Harbaugh credit for the coaching job he's done this year. I give Kate McNamara credit for shedding all the J.J. McCarthy haters, or excuse me, all the J.J. McCarthy supporters all year long. I mean, I got Michigan in the points, too. I, I think I don't see a path to victory for the Wolverines, but I definitely see them hanging in this game. I mean, you know, obviously they don't have the size and physicality in the trenches of an SEC school, but their offensive line is much improved this year. You know, I, I don't think either team runs wild on the other one. You know, I, I think this is a more low-scoring game, in my opinion. You know, I, the quarterback matchup between Bennett and McNamara, I mean, it doesn't necessarily blow you away, even though both of them have just gotten the job done for their respective teams. I see this pretty low-scoring. You know, I think each team turns the ball over a couple of times, but... Like you said, Henry, every time Michigan has been asked to pass a test this year, I've doubted them, and then they've passed the test, except for maybe Iowa, because I think we all knew that they were just going to wipe the floor with them. But I'm going to take the Wolverines in the points, especially because I think that this line probably goes to nine before the game. All the money's coming in on the dogs. So I agree. I'm with you. I think Michigan covers. I think Georgia wins. I think we see an Alabama-Georgia national championship which everyone's gonna hate i'm sure but what are your thoughts trent i love georgia and i want to i want to tell you it's not michigan hate i want to tell you why you you hear aiden hutchinson on the heisman stage and he said that their goal this season was to beat ohio state and to win the big 10 they have done that i don't i'm not saying they're gonna lay down against georgia i'm just simply saying look at what georgia has done they have an exceptional year, and at the very end, you know, kind of suck the air out of the room. They lose the SEC championship to their biggest rival, and it's just it, all, all hell breaks loose. The wrinkle could off. be, yes. They are yes. ready to go. They're chomping at the bit. They get two and a half weeks to prepare. No Not pun intended because they are dogs. They are dogs. Bulldogs, great mascot, by the way. Yes. It's my high school oh, mascot. God. Shout out Granville. Go dogs. Um, but I, I just, I think the two narratives here, just, I like the Georgia one way more. I just think Georgia is pissed off this is their year they're going to take it back and like you said Sloan they get a chance to avenge all of that against Alabama on the even bigger stage and if I'm Alabama I you know I'm bumping my gums doing my thing because you won your rivalry game it's fun you get to do that it is what it is but it's also like dude we we don't want to play him again they don't want to play Georgia again no I remember you know when the situation was when Michigan State beat Michigan I was all high and mighty I didn't want to play Michigan again because, you know, there's a very good chance that you ride that high and then it gets taken away from you when the lights are even brighter. So I just think that Georgia – I love Georgia. I think Georgia's going to win this game by two scores. I do think that if Michigan wins, it's going to be because, you know, Georgia can't stop the run, which is what we saw against Ohio State. But Georgia's just better than Ohio State. They are in every way. And I this is Georgia's year. And the, the only – the one thing – and this is actually something to watch here that I just realized. Kirby Smart and Jim Harbaugh. Two coaches known to pucker a little bit in big situations, so this will be pucker. <laughs> what if what if both coaches just it's blunder after blunder after blunder? That is true, and you know that on this radio program, I have been a staunch Kirby Smart as a choker, you know, member. But Henry, you know, the one wrinkle in our plan and the vision that you and I see is the Georgia ticked off factor, and I'd be a liar. If I didn't say that the one thing that could foil our predictions is that exactly true. 
I could see that I could see them just running it up on Michigan. Like this was their year for 360 days. And now, and now, and now they get dropped year, to three. And they get and they get the rug ripped. At, yeah, exactly. Like the disrespect. Yeah. Well, they get the rug they, ripped out from underneath them. It's about how they react to it, though, too. Because maybe it just deflates them. Well, that's true. But I just I think ultimately they're going to be more ready to go than Michigan. That it's, doesn't it's mean Michigan's true, not yeah. going to be ready to go. Or, I just even think even Michigan, in that scenario, is this a, is this team built to just hang points up on a Michigan team though? I don't know if they're built for. I know if they, they lean it, on them. Their defense is going to be the best defense Michigan has played all year. I, I'm saying, I, so I, don't know, I don't know if this is a game where they just start hanging up points. Maybe they take care of business. No, and, yeah, and I, 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 it's going to be low scoring regardless. I don't. I don't see how this ex, you know exceeds tw- even like mid twenties. You know what I mean? The thing about that too, and Henry, you just you brought up a good point. I mean, Michigan's ends obviously, you know, Jabo and Hutchinson are extremely talented. Both of them will be first round picks, but it, the interior is a little undersized compared to, you know, an SEC front. And to your point, Trent, I think you're probably going to agree with this, is it wouldn't surprise me if they leaned on him a little bit in the, in the, in the middle of the field. I, they're a little undersized on the inside. I mean, that, that could be a wrinkle for, for Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, size matters. Uh, God, never mind. <laughs> Hank, I do want to bring this up because to your point about low scoring, high scoring, whatever, uh, the, the, the over-under for Georgia-Michigan is 44.5. Conversely, the Cincinnati-Alabama over-under is 58 right now. Yeah. So I agree with you that it's going to be low scoring and it's going to be hard fought, but I just like the Georgia narrative. I, I, so, I know I'm but, beating the dead horse. But no, but if, so let's let's go with that, Rel. Let's say Georgia does do what we expect them to do, which, right. w- or what's expected of them at least, and that's take care of business. They're pissed off. They they just they blow the doors off them. But what does that look like? That's like a what? Like a, a, a I think 20, it's more just like one of those things where a I twenty-one com- to seven win is a blowout. Like I don't. No, I think it's more just like a wire to wire domination where it's like right, they, they right. just they handle the game. But the in game terms of never- the score, in terms of the actual yeah. final score, I don't think it's going to be a huge point differential. Even if they do, just absolutely pound them. I'll pick Georgia 28-17. How's that? I, yeah, I, and, and, that, and would, that could still be a decisive yeah, victory. Yes. And yes. I, I just think it's one of those situations where the game never really feels close. Right. And it, it, even though it might be like a one-score game, but then you know Michigan will turn it over or something will happen or yeah. like Georgia will go on a three-minute drive. I don't know. I just and in that I, scenario, Michigan does not cover then. Correct. So and that's why I've got Georgia covering yeah. the spread. I think Georgia does cover the eight as it sits right now. And you're right, Sloan. It'll probably move up to nine, maybe I even think ten, because money's coming in on the dogs, and I like it. I really do. I think oh, Georgia's Vegas a better team in every single way, and ultimately they're just gonna. And, and look, I hate Michigan. I do. They've had a hell of a season. They deserve a lot of credit. I think after losing to Michigan State the way they did, after being up sixteen, that could have. Doubt they could have derailed their entire season. It could have been Harbaugh's last year, all yeah. that. But they completely flipped the script. No. They deserve credit for that. Unfortunately for them, it all ends in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. And well, Georgia, I think, is going to win it all. And like Sloan said, Michigan pretty much passed every test they had this year. Even against Michigan State, they, what was the they had they had a huge first half lead, thirty to fourteen. Something. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember that exactly. game was a blur. I mean, I mean, so I mean, in reality, they did kind of at least show up. When, when maybe they weren't expected to. I thought it was going to be blowout city when it was thirty to fourteen. I was gravely right. concerned. And, and then, then the Kenneth Walker the third decided to run for fun. That, then Kenneth Walker the third happened, and Aiden Hutchinson was nowhere to be found in that game. Whatever. Which one of them went to New York? They, oh, I don't know. And look, I don't, I'm not a Hutchinson ah. hater either. I want him on the Lions really bad. I want the Lions to pick Aiden Hutchinson tomorrow. Over, yeah, because you're not a Thibodeau guy. I'm not. He's yeah. hurt. He's Jadavion Clowney 2.0. He also is not playing in his bowl game. You see, Thibodeau, Thibodeau is very 
and, and credit to him, love the hustle, but he's very, like, he's kind of a whole, like, and yeah, like, I give him credit, like, he, he takes a very holistic look at being kind of a star, yeah. like, he's got his own cryptocurrency and stuff, I could see him just coming <laughs> to Detroit, collecting a paycheck, yeah, know, I just, himself. I don't know, I'd rather have the homegrown kid in there. I'd rather have the homegrown kid. I think most Michigan State fans would actually agree, too. Like, I'd rather have Hutchinson. I I saw him. I I know he didn't do much against Michigan State, but he did a lot against Ohio State. And, you know, the end of the season, he's been fantastic. He finished second in Heisman voting, which is all recency bias. But when you're looking at draft stock, that's, you know, that's what Isn't it funny how things come full circle? It is. It's hilarious. What if, after the past hour of radio... He's in Honolulu Blue at this time next year. I think he will. Like honestly, I We're think if the Lions have the number one pick, that's who the Lions are going to go with. Because I think I see him as a guy who's going to destroy the combine. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he'll, says he'll, all the right things. He's a good kid. Says all the right things. He's like local Cade Cunningham esque in that way. Yeah, like he's just like, oh, that's the guy. That's the great kid. Number one. I don't know. Let's talk about hoops. We, obviously, we we all three of us. It was a long, winding road, but we all have an Alabama versus Georgia rematch in the national championship. Which is kind of boring. So maybe it won't be. It is kind of boring, yeah. and it's bad for college football, and it's yeah. lazy. But go dogs! I got the Bulldogs. go dogs, baby. Matthew Stafford too. Yes, perhaps the Rams and a, and a Bulldogs here. Or the Rams. Oof. Yeah, got to figure it out. More on that in a moment. Stay tuned, folks. But, Hey, basketball. There's basketball going on, too. There is hoops. Number 19, Michigan State. They'll be ranked higher as soon as today. That's but, one of my yeah. questions on here. How high do you think they'll be? You know, someone asked me this question last night. Nine and two. We'll, we'll tee this up. We'll tee this up. Nine and two on the young season. They beat Penn State 80 to 64. The, the whole crew was in attendance. It was a beautiful day at the Breslin Center. 15 for Brown. 10 and nine dimes. And you put dimes in all exclamation, exclamation. Capital letters, <laughs> exclamation letters. You put it in exclamation letters. Marcus Bingham Jr., 12, 13 boards, three blocks. The beat just goes on. Yeah, and, and, you know, 11 turnovers for Michigan State, something that's a little bit improved. You know, also a win over Minnesota, 2-0 in the last week. And, you know, number 19, Michigan State. And you just posed that question. Is there a world where they sneak in the top 10? I don't think so yet. I think they're a top 10 team, if that makes sense. I just think it, it, the nature of how these rankings work, like it's just going to take time. It's like the Michigan-Michigan State matchup. When it happened, I thought Michigan State was a better team at the time, but they weren't ranked as high because Michigan got ranked first before Michigan State did. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you know Michigan State came yeah. into the season unranked. They're working their way up those rankings, but I definitely think they are a top 10 team. In the country, I think they're going to move I'm up to like probably 12. twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Is what I would put my money on. What do you think, Henry? Is there you've followed this team as we all have? I, do you think realistically they have a shot to be in the top ten? I'm I'm looking at the the poll right now as it stands from last week. I I don't think they move up into the top ten. That's the thing. I just don't think there's enough teams that have like lost or like depreciated that much. And honestly, I don't know if they move up much farther than the top fifteen. Honestly, I mean twelve maybe, like you said, but. Uh, it's it's still early in the Big Ten, and they have a couple. It of, is. It, what's going for Michigan State is they have a couple of good losses more than good wins. You know That's what I mean? the thing. The teams they've lost to are the defending yeah. champs in Baylor and number three at the time, Kansas. Right. So it's it's not so much the record. Big it's like on the, Kansas. I, I think what helps State in terms of where you're going to rank them is they have a couple of good losses and you know a couple of Big Ten wins. But I really don't see them moving too much farther than the top fifteen as it stands right now. That's a fair take. More from the Purdue loss though. Yes. I oh, could, my goodness. That might help a little bit. 
Poor Thir- Boilermakers. Thursday was a great, great night in sports on Thursday. You know, had had a couple people over to the apartment. Do you have a couple pops? You know, I made some Christmas hot chocolate. Special <laughs> Christmas hot chocolate. Special Christmas hot chocolate. <laughs> It was very good oh, and man. you know warm. Made you feel warm too. You put peppermint schnapps in there. Yes, <laughs> and Bailey's. Let's not beat around the bush, slow and Let's Bailey's. Just, yeah, okay, there you go. God, it was fantastic. Love my peppermint, delicious gotta, Christmas hot chocolate. Got to get me some of that. You got me. My mouth's watering. It, it, it's just delicious. But it, Thursday was a great night in, in in football and basketball. I mean, yeah, what that buzzer beater by Ron Harper Jr. and then a thrilling Thursday night football game. What a weekend to be alive. Correct. But we'll talk some more Spartans. And, you know, this is a very interesting question, in my opinion, on the expectations of this team changing with how they've started the season. Obviously, 9-2, and two, passed a lot of tests, played a really tough schedule. And in my opinion, the my expectations for this team, coupled with the you know, some teams at the top of the Big Ten disappointing so far this year, you know, namely like Michigan, my expectations have changed for this team. There is a path for a probably a two, three seed, you know, maybe not a one seed because college basketball is stacked per usual. But there is, I mean, this team's probably the second best team in the Big Ten right now other than Purdue. I wanted to bring this up because they just, they, 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 you can make the case, and I'm not going to do it, but you could make the case Michigan State's better than Purdue right now. I'm serious because what? no, you could. I know it's just one loss to Rutgers, but that's not that's not a good loss, dude. Like that, the, the, the Rutgers rack. is not good. Like that's alarming to me. And for Michigan State to go hammer Minnesota, yeah, I know it got a little close at the end, and then to hammer per, uh, Penn State, excuse me, that did not get close at the end. And Oof. Michigan State, like they're we winning, are. they're winning these games and turning the ball over so much. If they can tighten that up, I think. They and and again, big picture. Yes, I do think Purdue's better, but I definitely think Michigan State is the second best team in the Big Ten. Like you alluded easily. to, Sloan, because oh, I just Ohio State looks strong, but Michigan is not good. Uh, like Michigan, mi- sound the alarm on Michigan. Seriously, we can talk about that Concern. in a second. But yeah, no, Michigan more State com- more on that to come is absolutely climbing the rankings. They are absolutely in the same arena with Purdue. I think they could give Purdue a game at this point. And we got to let some things play out. But that Purdue loss to Rutgers, that is a bad loss. That's a horrible loss. What are your I understand th- it's on the road, yeah. but for your your first time in program history to be ranked number one and it doesn't even last a week, like, come on. Tough look for Matt Painter and, and crew. What do you think, Henry? Has the goalpost moved? It, here's the thing. Or, I, or were I, your expectations I, already pretty high? No, my expectations were not that high. But And here's what makes me unpopular in these kind of conversations is, is I think – Whereas a lot of teams are are peaking, we, we talk about Michigan, and I know they look horrible right now, but I, that's a team that's going to peak at the right time, I think. You I, might, just, you might I haven't seen it. I haven't seen you it. You might disagree. Okay, and, okay. And, pieces and, are there. And I will say that an Izzo t- coach team almost always poach, or, uh, peaks in March, right? Prime time. But this is this is just a team that I'm not sure if they have the, the caliber that's going to peak as, as as much as we've seen other teams. They, Think of the, the, the Winston-Tillman team that was just horrible to start the season and just yeah. kind of was cr- coming right into stride right at the right time. I don't know if this team has that much extra ceiling to go. And maybe they do. They have a couple young players, Aikens and Christie, and Walker's going to get more comfortable. Absolutely, they're going to get better. But how much, how much better are they going to get? Are, are, I think you, you bring up a very, very, very good point because this team like already 
right, we're starting to see kind of them firing on all cylinders. And, you know, it's twofold because you could say that, yeah, they're peaking early. Or you could also say, how high is the ceiling? How much higher is the ceiling? What's Mm -hmm. the potential here? Are they actually going to, like, make a run in the tournament here? And my biggest thing is something I already talked about, but I think we should all expand on, is the turnovers. I think if they're able to cut that down, they're averaging 15 turnovers a game this year. That's horrible. If they're able to cut that in half, even eight, eight turnovers isn't great either. But if they're able to do that... And just, you know, not shoot yourself in the foot turnovers, but more like just on the break, that kind of stuff. They re- I, they could start blowing teams out here in the Big Ten. Well, I think there's there's two things that we can really see them improve on. One one is turnovers, and that's going to come with Walker getting more comfortable in the, in the yes. Big Ten, I think, absolutely. Another one is closing games. They, they, they've been a little yeah, shaky down the stretch. Delivering the knockout punch, right. for so, sure. So so they will have improvement, absolutely. But right now, we're seeing, look at this balanced scoring that we're getting out of this team. They're, I mean, it's, it's such a great multi-headed monster right now. And, and, and we're getting a lot out of our, our young players, and we're getting about what we expect from our veteran players. How much more... Do you see us getting out of those players? I, how much how much more room for potential is there? You see, that's that's the point that I was going to build on. And the reason that I think, you know, even amongst the veteran players on this team, the reason I think that the ceiling is still moving as we speak and the expectations are continuing to grow and why they've grown in my mind. Max Christie. Is is there's a there's just a handful of players on this team that still have untapped potential. You know, we'll start with the young guys. Someone like Christie, he's a better shooter than what is being displayed right now. But then some the more shots are going to go in for him, and his defensive potential he, he's has much already better defensively yes. than anyone oh, thought. Oh, hundred percent. He's already your best on ball defender or Walker, one but of those two. My opinion too, though, is the reason that I think that the ceiling is still moving up. In my opinion, is is for what some of these veterans can do. Tyson Walker can score the basketball much at a much higher clip than he has been early this season. Yeah, I agree with that, too. And you're starting to see him get buckets. Oh, he was awesome yesterday in transition, mm-hmm. man. You you Ooh. could start seeing him score the basketball a lot more, which would really take this team to another level. Another guy, Joey Hauser, when a, when a couple more shots start falling for him, that would really kind of add him as another weapon to this team, and I do think more shots are going to start falling for him. And then to kind of complete the trifecta, and I, this is a player that I've been extremely impressed with so far this season, and one of your favorites, Trent. And you know, listening to Izzo talk about this, they're still getting him involved in the offense. I think that Bingham could have a much larger role in this offense and take more shots. So the reason, you know, not just the young players continuing to grow, but there are some veterans on this team who are still rising in right now, in my opinion. And like for Bingham, I think the volume of shots he could take could be higher. You know, I still want him to shoot jump shots, even though, you know, Izzo does not. He hit a three against Penn State. Yes. Splashed it, too. But his jump hook is just lethal as well. Yep. I mean, from an individual player standpoint, what excites me is that this team is starting to click a little bit more, and there's still a lot that can be improved on. You can still iron out the game plan a lot more. You can iron out the rotation a lot more. That's that's definitely the case, Sloan. You're exactly right. You nailed it. That is the case for this team getting into that untapped potential and maybe being like a two-seed this year. That's exactly how you get there. You know, you put this question on here, and which freshman has impressed more, Christie or Akins? And it's just such a good question because even though Christie's offense has not been where we thought it would be, he's a way better jump shooter than than what he is right now, and those shots are going to go in, and I believe that he's going to get that done. His defense has been there, but then Jade Nakins, on the flip side, 
has surpassed all of my expectations this year, is starting to play upwards of 20 minutes per contest. Very good defensively. Tom Izzo loves to coach him. He says he's just a sponge when it comes to picking up knowledge. You know, athletic on the break. Made some nice passes yesterday. Is a very good jump shooter. Very smart player, too. I yeah, mean, that's one thing that Tom lo- talks about all the time with Jay Nakins is just his, he, he's such a smart player. The nature of the question makes me want to swing in the way of Aikens because I think his, it, his, his, he's jumped my expectations for him personally. If we spin the question to like which freshman has surprised more, I mm-hmm. definitely think it's Aikens. Who's impressed more? I would still say Christie from the aspect of like he kept that defense through the shooting woes. He's led That's the team mature. in scoring twice now, like in in games, and he yeah, like you said, Sloan, he's kind of working through this shooting slump to start the season. He's a he's a freshman for crying out loud, like he'll figure it out. But uh, his defense has been better than anyone thought, and I just I don't want that to go. Unnoticed. I don't want that to go underappreciated. 100%. He's he guarding, guarding the other team's best guard. Yes, he is. And you never would have thought that. You would have thought Gabe Brown. Tyson. You would have thought Tyson Walker. You would have thought Bingham if it's a bigger guy. Like it, it he's been great on defense. Christie has. So I would still say Christie has impressed more, but Jay Nakins has surpassed his expectations, whereas Christie isn't quite even there for his expectations. Like he's still got some more to give to to live up to his hype. What are your thoughts, Henry? I, I'm. I know this is a horrible political answer. I, I'm really impressed with both the young guys. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's a fine answer. Let's throw answer. Walker in there too. Let's throw Walker in there too. I've seen a lot of potential in Walker. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's very he's getting used to the league and he's a very aggressive player. Yep. And I'll, I'll say the same thing Great about the defender too. I'll say the thing about the two uh, freshmen as well. They're for freshmen very aggressive, and I think that's something that this team has almost lacked a little bit. Maybe last year they're, they're they can create their own shots and they're aggressive when they get the ball. They're not very passive. I'm very excited, and I know these are especially three players, in my opinion, that have not reached their potential yet. So I am most excited to see where they end up by the time March comes around. We'll hit a break here in just a moment, but I guess we'll end it in this. You know, two games in the next 18 days for Michigan State. They can get healthy, get right a little bit, work on some stuff. They next take on Oakland at Little Caesars Arena. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll toss around a quick prediction from each one of us for that Oakland game. And just one thing that we're excited about viewing over the next month. And for me, you know, for Mich- I'm going to pre- I'm going to predict a 80 to 68 win over Oakland. I think it's a pretty close game, but the thing I'm most excited to see over the next month is is Joey Hauser because I think he's slowly starting to take steps into being the Joey Hauser that we all know and love. You know, he's taking less shots. You know, he, he shot three of six yesterday, more efficient. I think his defense is improving. He's, he's looked calmer, more poised. And, you know, I think it's just such a soft take from a lot of people, you know, hopping off the, the Hauser bandwagon so quickly this year and, and kind of making him be the scapegoat for the team's problems because I do think it's all there with him, and I think that he's going to start breaking out, and that's what I'm most excited to see, so... That's a great answer. I think that Michigan State waxes Oakland. Oakland's never beaten Michigan State. Although this game <clears throat> played annually, it has Jamal Kane. It has Shout pesky out. potential. Like some some pesky of these games potential. get close. I remember the Denzel Valentine year. It got mm-hmm. like Oakland had a lead with like 
30 seconds left or, so, I, or something. And maybe Kay I'm, Felder. Maybe Kay Felder. Yes. Maybe I'm way off on that, but I just remember some of these games get tough. I don't think this is one of those years. They get 10 days, the Spartans do, to prep for this game. They get to come in here with a completely different game plan. They're playing in Detroit. I just think it'll be... It's going to be electric. We're going to be there. Like I'm thinking 20 plus. All right. I, I think the Spartans run them out of the gym, and I think that's when maybe you see them take jump into that top 10 uh, after a performance like that. But... One thing I am most excited for the rest of the way, and I know this is cliche because I've been saying this all season, but Marcus Bingham, I love his defensive game. I love watching him play. Uh, the Spartans have, what, 20-some games left in the season. I think he has a double-double in 12 of them. I think he just is hes really starting to hit his stride. And like you said, Sloan, I think he's got untapped potential on the offense and in that playbook, so I'm excited to watch him. He could dominate inside as well. Yes, he can. He's finally using his strength and asserting himself, and he has a killer mentality. Love it. All right. Prediction and thing to watch for Henry, and then we'll hit a break. Yeah, I'm going to kind of repeat myself again here at it too, right? But I, I think Oakland. Uh, yeah, I think Michigan takes takes care of business against Oakland. I don't think it gets too exciting. Hopefully, I mean, I, I, and then what I guess I'm excited for is what I've been saying before. I think this is where we see Tyson Walker get a few. He gets under the big lights in Detroit. He gets a couple more Big Ten games under his belt with Northwestern, Nebraska, what we, uh, whatever it is. I, I'm just so excited to see him get comfortable. And start playing because he's already so aggressive and he's making he's making strides. Yep, I'm so excited to see where he could be at the end of the season. Really being one of the I and this, this is, I think he could be one of the best point guards in the Big Ten. Oh, I, I no, agree. I if they keep agree. handing him the keys like they have, and I he's mean, kind like, of taken it for himself already, you know. Yeah. And so I just think with with more experience in this league, I, I think he's going to be one of the one of the best point guards in the Big Ten, and that will be something that. Will take this team to the next level. I mean, that was something they were kind of missing last year. So oh, I, yeah. I think it's a big deal to to have him develop the way he is and the way he's going to. I think over this next month. One quick thing to expand yes. on that, just real quick. I do think we're going to reach a point this season, probably probably in early February, where the best five on the team in crunch time, not necessarily to start the game, but it's going to involve both Hogard and Walker. Ooh, I, 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 love I love that. I love that, Dan. And tandem. you know what? I think it might. You might have to go small because I think you got to have Gabe on the floor in crunch time. You got to have Christie, and I would put Bingham at the five. I don't, I don't think Malik will be in there in crunch time. Maybe a hot take, but so, I think it's going to be Hogard, Walker, Brown, Christie, wow. and Bingham. I think that's the five that to is close games wild, in March. But I, I love of the offense, way that Hogard like. and Walker have been playing together this yes. season. And maybe if maybe if you take Hogard in, that's where you put Hall in there. Damn, if, this team size. Depth. How about uh, this team's got freaking depth? How about this? How about this? And I know I keep just expanding on stuff, but if expand if, away, if we could make it a chess match, and your defensive lineup would involve both Malik Hall, like your your bigger your size crunch lineup. So I guess it could depend on your opponent. But here's the thing: a lot of teams have been going small against Michigan State this that's year. The thing. So that's early why I in like the year we were like in there. early in the year we were kind of like, eh, you know, teams can go small against Michigan State and potentially cause some problems. Not if you put two primary on-ball defenders in there and Hogard, you know, Christie slide him over to the three, yeah. Brown at the four. That's kind of what I'm problem thinking. solved. Yes, I mean, gosh, this team is versatile. It's got depth. Deep as hail. I mean, it, you got three centers that can play because Suzuka was fantastic yesterday. You have two point guards that can are capable of playing 30-plus minutes a night. A ton of wings. You know, Hauser, Hall, Brown. You know, Christie's, I, I characterize him more as a wing. Aikens. He, Aikens. I mean, you know, even Brooks is a very nice option and has played some good yeah, minutes and big five minutes, games for this team. Takes charges. The consensus from the three of us before we turn the page and talk a little bit more Big Ten basketball is that the, the ceiling of this team is very high. 
I've been very impressed with what we've seen so far. I Absolutely. Mean, it's a and the only way up is up. Yes. And they got 10 days off to prepare for Oakland. We have a try. The mighty Oakland. The mighty Grizzlies. Greg Campy. Gosh, that's going to be an electric yeah. time in the city. It's Christmas fun. time and basketball time in the city. Trifecta on tap next. We have the big. T- we have the debut of the Big Ten full court press. It's going to be a recurring segment. All things our favorite thing, Big Ten basketball, as well as the Sparty Awards, and a quick few minutes on a couple of Detroit sports topics before finishing the show with, of course, the NFL picks. But a quick break before that. Lots to do still on the Green and White Report. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome to the Green Right Report Sports Update. My name is Jada Coster. MSU Hockey got a 1-0 victory over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, overtime, overtime winner. A goal by Mitchell Lewandowski. 1-0 the final. Um, Florida Gol- uh, Women's Basketball. Florida Gulf Coast. MSU Women's Basketball takes on Florida Gulf Coast. And in MSU Basketball... MSU got an 80-64 final. Gabe Brown with 18 points. Tyson Walker with 12 points and 9 assists. This is your Green and White Report Sports Update. Thank you, Jay. Big win for Michigan State Hockey yesterday as well. They got the big win. The win over Notre Dame. They should have won on Friday night as well. Had a two-goal lead in the first period. Watching that game at a fine local establishment before our broomball <laughs> game, just just a great weekend on the ice. Not only for the the, the Michigan State hockey Spartans, but the, the Impact eighty nine FM broomball WDBMers. So something about Spartans and ice, Spartan ice. It, it, it's it was just electric. Yeah. Nevertheless, we're we're, we're staying with basketball, but we're going to take a more holistic look at the entire conference that the Michigan State Spartans play in. With a Big Ten full-court press, and Trent, you designed this segment, and this is its debut. All it's going to do is just replace the blitz, or the yep. rush, excuse me, the college football rush, because we like when Hank feeds us questions. The rush we... is, there might be one more end-of-season oh, college yeah, yeah, football yeah. rush, like the final rush. but Unpacking the full season. But the for final now, rush, I like picture that. this, picture this. The three of us are playing three-on-three. We Trent just hit a backdoor cutting Henry. Great pass, <laughs> made basket. The other team is inbounding the ball, but we are you're 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 guarding the inbounder hard. And oh, Henry hard. and I are we're we're just all over him in the backcourt. You're gonna pick it off. It's a full court press. It's a full court. It press, It is a baby. full court press after the made basket. Welcome to hell. Wow, way to set it up, Sloan. That was press great. Virginia. <laughs> press that was Virginia. great. All right, the Big Ten full-court press. Yes! After number 1 Purdue lost, not even a week after earning the number 1 spot, are the Boilermakers overrated? I, ha- I I like the overrated, rated, underrated debate always. I think Purdue's good, very By good. Yourself. But definitely, I thought they were going to stay at number 1 basically until, I don't know, early January or mid-January. I thought, I thought they were going to roll through the beginning portion of their Big Ten schedule. Uh, Rutgers is not good, and we'll talk about that in a second. So At I the guess rack. Uh, to coin the phrase, I guess yeah, they're a little overrated. They're still very good. I mean, they're still a top fourteen. They're not going to drop much in the poll. You know, you lost on a half court heave, but uh, yeah, maybe a little overrated. What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty indifferent on it as well. Slightly overrated it's just, it's in my still opinion. Too early. Yeah, it's just very early. But you know, the question needs to be asked just because when a loss like this happens to a team, a bad team. not expected to p- compete in the Big Ten and Rutgers, but shout out Steve Peichel pounding nails, and you know as well as the rack, which is now unfortunately Jersey Mike's Arena. No, it's always the rack. What we're always you calling know, it the rack. I want I want to give a buzzer to Rutgers athletics. <laughs> You have the rack, and I'm holding the microphone right now for context. I'm mad. I'm mad. You have the rack, the most iconic name in college football venues, and you change the name. You take the you take the bag from from Jersey Mike to be a sub above. That's what you do. An arena above, apparently. Jersey Mike's arena. What a damn shame. What yeah. a damn shame. I do agree with you, though. You know, I I'd slow down the train a little bit. I'd say. You know, I, I don't think the train is off the tracks with Purdue by any means, but you know they're like they're beatable. They no are, pun they, intended, by the way. All the train, yeah, to, yeah. They they are beatable. So I do agree with you that it that they are there's there's a path to beating them. I think they're beatable. Conversely, is Rutgers being slept on? I'll make this quick. No, they are not. Uh, they're not a good team. That's part of the reason that I you know hold that so highly over Purdue. I think that was a bad loss. They lost Jacob Young in the transfer portal. You know they they lost they lost Miles Johnson in the transfer portal. You know two starters, and especially with Jacob Young, it was a fantastic shooter. And Miles Johnson is just brutal to defend inside. They lost a good amount off last year's team. Just kind of a weird group of players. Geo Baker's a little bit banged up. You know I don't think they're going to be you know like a trash tier Big Ten team, but Definitely mid to lower half, like 500-ish in conference, probably finish below. You know, they'll probably pull another upset, maybe two. But no, I, I, I'm i not impressed by the, the Scarlet Knights at all. How concerned should Michigan basketball be? And I'll throw this in. In parentheses, he says, this one is a joke. Is Joan Howard on the hot seat? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, had to, I have to poke fun. Here's oh, the no. thing. Yep. Here's the thing. When you come into a season ranked number six and your fan base is as loud as it is and the media is as loud as it is, yes, you should absolutely be hair on fire, call, pound the alarm. Like, they, yes. They, what, like, what the hell am I watching? Michigan basketball this year is the most, like, incohesive, incoherent thing. It's the biggest surprise, I think, by far, uh, nationally. And that's not, that's, that's not, like, hyperbole at all. Am I crazy? No, like, not they, at all. They don't look good, and they came no. into the season ranked six. And I know preseason rankings don't mean anything, but you know the Spartans were unranked. But I'm just simply saying, after the year you had last year, I just think that they they lost more than they than than people wanted to give. Like because everyone wants to talk about, oh, Jawan Howard, he's got these great recruits coming in, and he does. But it's like, dude, Mike Smith, that's a big loss. Franz Isaiah Wagner. Levers, Franz Wagner, those are big losses. Yes, I like can we talk agree. about that? That. Whatever. I, mean, I just think I definitely think Michigan basketball should be concerned. I obviously still think they're a tournament team. I just we got a lot to see. They got work to do, man. There's These losses a, are bad too. Like the, the North Carolina loss, they're getting outscored by twenty in the second half of games. Like Jawan, what's going on? There's kind of a myriad, 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 myriad is is myriad. myriad is I don't the word. know what word. A myriad. There's a myriad. I, I I stink. There's a myriad of problems with this Michigan team I mean number one you know who is the emotional leader of this club losing livers 
he really was kind of that that guy that gelled everybody together. Even someone like Shondi Brown, who was another really tough yes. loss, another emotional player who you need. You know, Eli Brooks is a veteran, but I don't know how outspoken he is necessarily in the huddle, in the locker room. I'm a little worried that they don't really have an alpha dog because I don't think it's Dickinson at all. I mean, I don't think it's Dickinson well, at all. I mean, that's another quick wrinkle about this is I don't think he's that much better than he was last year. I mean, I, I think, think he pe- got worse. I think people saw like him taking a big step. I don't see it. I really don't. I think, like you said, he might have even gotten worse. People he kind of just is what he is. They got tape on him now. Yeah. Like he's not hard to figure out. It's just no. a matter of if you defend him well enough. That's literally all it comes down to. He's not athletic. He's not going to out hustle you. He's not so much he's not that, that much, jump shooting that was supposed to be displayed this that's, year. That's what I'm mm. saying. Like I haven't seen him take a step, and I think that was what a lot of people thought was going to happen. Whatever. No, I completely agree. Other problems, you know, it's just a it's a collection of good players, but it's not. There's I mean, no point guard. No. Play. Oh, Devonte Jones. Yeah, he can go score the basketball a little bit, but Mike Smith was just a great slept quarterback on. of that team. Extremely slept on. Was a great pickup. Devonte Jones can go get a, a bucket every now and again, but. A lot of dribbling. I don't really know if he's the point guard behind him. They're very, very young. They they have a collection of good players, highly recruited players, talented kids. They have some size. They have some shooting. They're not shooting the basketball well this year at all, though. You know, I think they're capable of obviously shooting the the basketball better, but they have not broken out of their slump, which has been prolonged. I I think that there is legitimate concern. I don't, you know, they'll 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 end up making the tournament. I think. Hold on, they they will end up making the tournament. I don't want I don't want that to come back and eat me. <laughs> right, right, right. They will they will end up going like twenty and eleven, nineteen and twelve, something in that ilk. But it's just it's just a group of players right now that needs to gel quickly because Big Ten play is here and Minnesota is not great. Who they lost to yesterday? So and look, the good news for Michigan before I move on is they, they play a couple of cupcakes here before the year ends, so they've got a chance to... I mean, they play three non-conference games before they play Rutgers to start the year. Oh, so Lord. I just... Yeah. I, the, the good news for them is they definitely have time to figure this out, but I, I'm just not impressed early on. I agree. Well, and, and let me, I think this is kind of my role in this show sometimes. Let me play the devil's advocate here. <laughs> I, I, I Henry Medigos <laughs> is the devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, there you go. I, I will say, like, let's... It's early in the season. These are young players still. How many times have we seen this with with Coach K teams? Or like, these are young guys. It's gonna be like a whole different season by the time February rolls around. I'm not ready to say that. Like it's over. Michigan is done. This. I'm not ready to say that. I think this is a team that will grow. They'll have more experience. Whether that means they they meet the expectations that were originally set for them at the beginning of the season, I don't know if that's going to be true. I don't think they can at this point. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was they national won't. championship or bust. Maybe that's they what won't, they were thinking. Maybe they won't get there. But I, I this is a team that will become of of a force to be reckoned with at the end of the season if they can make it through the Big Ten play. Yeah, you know we'll see what we get there. But I guess one one last quick thing. I don't want to beat the dead horse, but it's like they they got outscored twenty four to forty three in the second half against North Carolina. Minis- yeah, and in Minnesota they collapsed the Minis- in the second half. Same idea. Arizona is now ranked. I understand Arizona's a good team, but that good was club. a twenty point loss. Like they, yeah. they're bad losses. Next one is how good is eight and two Ohio State? They're great. Very. They good. are great. I think they're a, like the ceiling for them is a two seed this year. I need to defend my take because I predicted them to be really, really good entering this season. But Correct. they have a lot of depth. EJ Liddell is is one of the best players in the Big Ten. They can go big with you know putting him and Key in the lineup at the same time. Jamari Wheeler was a really good transfer portal pickup. Michi Johnson has really grown. Chris Holman, you know, as much as I you know yell at him for all his technical fouls and stuff. 
I think that there's a path for them to be very good. I agree. Ceiling is a two seed. Yeah, I've got nothing really to add there. I think they're very, very good. You I did agree. a good job of uh, unpacking that. I think, the, yeah, they're a two or three seed this year. Last one, quick one. How long is the Indiana rebuild going to take? This is just, I put this in here because Sloan and I like to poke fun Mike at Mike Woodson. Woodson. How's everybody? How's everybody? How's this everybody? guy doesn't know what he's doing. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the Indiana alumni. But maybe, you know what? Here's a memo. Here's a tip for you. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should expand your job search to, to outside of just alumni because it's, it's bad. Like I, he yeah. he wasn't a good NBA coach. Indiana man, you Michigan throw in, man, you Indiana throw, man. You throw in the detail of like he's got to go recruit people, which he's never really done. He's pushing seventy. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think he's. It's it's bad there. Over under a year and a half. Dane Fife is the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers. Over under, including this year. So you think yes. Woodson could be one and done? Is that what you're saying? I think it could be ugly this I'm year. Not I mean, I know they gave them a lot of money. They did. But, but it's Indiana look basketball. Much, look how much money they gave Archie Miller to, you know, go the hell away. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, it's 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 gonna be bad in Bloomington quickly. I mean no floor spacing, no shooting, no point guard play. They stink. That loss to Wisconsin was just brutal. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's like yeah. dude. So that's that. I don't wanna I, and I like Mike Woodson. He's funny. He's an NBA champion as an assistant coach. How's everybody? All four Pistons. Yes. So shout out. But How's everybody I just, doing? Yeah, no, in, this Indiana rebuild. I think it's going to take another three years before they're back in the tournament. Seriously. Yeah, but we'll see how. Yeah, Indiana, Indiana, we're back. You know, Texas, we're yeah, back. You're, you're just not we're, back. We'll see one of those statements. Let's move into the Sparty Awards, though. We have the finals week edition of the Sparty Awards. Our top four procrastination activities. I can kick us off on my first one, I guess. Oh, oh, perfect. Trumpet fanfare. Trumpet fanfare, as <laughs> always. Thanks, Hank. Um, Absolutely. My first one, this is obvious. I think Hank could uh, empathize with this one. I, I, I play guitar, just strum away for a bit. Time goes fast, and then you're like ready to rock. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? The funny thing about that is that doesn't count against you. It doesn't. You're no, right. Yeah. T- time you spend playing guitar, that doesn't count against your life. You, that's free time. That is free time, and you are that's being productive. Yep. yep. That's, and happy. That adds to your life, if anything. Hank, I've spent like a collective probably 12 Eight hours. hours last yeah. week playing Metallica Black Album. Just like, And how um, much time did you spend doing your projects? Like zero. <laughs> <laughs> Sloan, give me your first one. You know, this is very generalized, but fiddling. I am a fiddler. Fiddler... And in the not home by the way, I was going to yes. say, if people are going to get confused by the talk of guitar, Sloan isn't breaking out a fiddle with a bow. And, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to play the violin. He's talking fidgeting and, and just... I am a fiddler. Yeah. I will make my bed. I'll water the plants. <laughs> I'll sweep. I'll do the dishes. Sloan, I'll, you want to come live at my house? Uh, I will. <laughs> yeah, I will so, you want to come do all my chores? My apartment looks so clean and spectacular because anytime I don't want to do my homework, I'll like go wipe down a counter. I'll vacuum. I'll 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 fluff the pillows. I'll water the plants. I'll I'll make my bed. I'll you know dust my shelves. Maybe I'll make some coffee. Sloan, I've not dusted my shelves since I moved out of my house, and I didn't move, do it before that. So I don't know what I'm talking. About. I may I don't think I've ever dusted. I haven't shelves. dusted anything. I don't. I don't, I don't you gotta dust. I got never nice, dusted. I got dust a nice it. layer there. It looks like snow. It's dust, Christmas. Dust is bad <laughs> for you. Dust could give you a cold. But my I, I love like if <laughs> if I. If I'm just, you know, if I have a project and I didn't, my apartment's looked great the past week because, man, I've had a lot of stuff that I did not want to do. But if I got a project, fiddling, if I got some studying, 
you're going to see my bed made, the pillows fluffed, the dishes done, a gleam and sparkles over my apartment. So, All right. Well, it's kind of productive. But. I had cleaning on my list, so I'll skip that and I'll go to my third one. And this is going to make me sound like an absolute <laughs> heathen, but I am, and I'll own it, and I don't care. Drinking, uh, people, you know, like let's go out. I'm like, yeah, like I can totally not. <laughs> yeah, do I don't, this I don't have a project yeah, to work with. No, I, know. I, I, I know, turned it into D2L already. I know I sound irresponsible. I'm a senior. I'm a little entitled to that. Am I not? You're can, very can much I do that a little? You can do it. No, you, you're very much entitled to can it. Can I slap around a little instead of just like, you know, I, I don't know. Especially now, it's yeah. the holidays. Well, that's There's the a very thing, you know, jolly I'll, feeling out there. I'll open a few pops and I'll watch Frosty Sports. the Snowman and laugh my butt off. It's fun stuff. Decorate, maybe fiddle a little bit. Maybe fiddle. <laughs> fiddle. <laughs> Fiddling, fiddler on the roof. Next, my next top four procrastination activities while, you know, maybe doing final projects or studying for exams is taking an obscene, an obscenely long time to answer emails and see, (laughs) no, no. I I only laugh because you just reminded me that I have to email my professor back today and I, oh yeah. Just why is that so difficult to do? But it it just is. It just just sits in the inbox for like a week. Oh no. Dread it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going in a different direction. I am going oh. in a different direction. You're productive, I, will, I forgot. No, no, no. Don't give me credit. I don't, <laughs> I don't deserve it. But I, I will answer the email in a relatively prompt fashion. But when I am doing work and, you know, grinding exams and final projects and stuff, if I see an email come into my inbox, I will write it and I will read over it and I will read over it and I will reword it <laughs> and I'll read over it again and I will maybe write it again. One might and say you'll fiddle with it. I I, I might fiddle yeah. with it, and I answer it relatively promptly. Shout out myself, you know. But I, <laughs> I I will spend maybe fifteen to twenty minutes writing and revising a single email, and I would qualify that as procrastination because I'll be like, oh, I have this very important email that I need to answer. I cannot do my work right now. I'll write it. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't know if this word sounds good here. Oh, it's, it's a little wordy. It's all about the mental 20 gymnastics. minutes later, I'll have a beautifully yeah. written email. I'll send it off. So my response time is good. My writing time is obscene. Procrastination, central. Fiddling, sending emails. At least we're, our, our procrastination activities are good. Playing guitar. Yeah. Drinking. Drinking. They make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here just like an absolute degenerate, and Sloan is like, I clean when I'm. Next, you know, I, next I write one you're good gonna emails, say. Next I, one you're gonna say is that you you gamble to procrastinate. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sloan's oh, I go bad activities are he cleans his apartment and writes very good emails. That is incredible. And I'm like, yeah, I play bass and drink whiskey. That's what I do. <laughs> I, next up, I go to I the like, casino. Yeah, next up, I like to go play a little blackjack. Go up to Soaring Eagle. You have you have family up there, so I, I mean, it would kind of be productive if you want, want to ask me. Always fire up. Always fire up. My last Jim McElwain, one. Re- he ain't my, going nowhere. My final procrastination activity. No, he is not. Good point. My final Screw procrastination activity is the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. Mm. I will spend hours on YouTube. Just hours. Oh. And I'm not talking like watching like how-to videos or stuff <laughs> that like people use YouTube for. I'm talking like I'll watch an hour-long interview with Kirk Hammett at Guitar yeah. Center. Oh, like, those are great. It's like, okay, this is cool. I just get to listen to this guy talk, and then I look at the clock, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's 5 p.m., and I have this quiz due in an hour. <laughs> Keith Richards' interviews from the 70s. Yeah, oh, dude, Keith Richards' interviews from anywhere. Yeah, from like, any time. You're right. Amazing. I, I, yeah. I could derail us, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Sloan, round us out. I'd have one final one. 
And once again, you're probably you guys are probably going to make fun of me for this because it's <laughs> it's relatively productive, <laughs> relatively. When I am procrastinating and I have stuff that I don't want to do, I make to-do lists. <laughs> I, 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 you're I a visual a, learner? I am a chronic to-do list maker. Like, everything from, like, I need to, you know, go grocery shopping, I'll put it on the to-do list. Now, are you talking pen and paper? Yes, pen okay. and paper to-do list. If I have a final project I need to do, I'll put it on the to-do list. If I need to do some research for the green and white report for the brand, I'll put it on the to-do list. I But my problem is that I spend so much time putting together the to-do lists that I don't do the things that are on the list. Which defeats the entire purpose. Every day, I'll just make a new to-do list. And every day for like five <laughs> days straight, I'll put like final project due Friday at 5 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'll get to Friday and I'll be like, oh, I, I better cross this off the to-do list today. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big, chronic list maker. I can understand. I'm it, a big it, sticky and that's, note Once guy. again, it's procrastination because yeah. Yeah. I'm making the list and I'm not doing the, the things stuff on the list. Done. Yes. I'm not a sticky note guy. I'm a I huge post-it note guy. No, nope. I hate Hank, the sticky notes. My yeah. my my bedroom right now is just soon to be Hank's bedroom next year. Is just Ooh, more on that covered, later. Just covered in sticky notes. Like oh, like physical sticky sticky yes, notes. Like yes. real world. Like sticky s- notes. I slap them on the wall above my desk, and when it gets real humid, they fall off, and it really <laughs> makes me upset because then I have to re. I'm so I'm anal about it. They're, yeah. they're color coded. There's highlighter. Wow. It's due dates. You guys are incredible. If I don't do that, st- which is it's actually impractical because if I'm at the store and I like forget one something like i can't look on my phone you know that'd yeah. be the way to no do that's it. my that's my problem too my list does not travel with me unless i'm, I'm going a, to class or I'm something i'm a sticky note guy you guys are incredible but anyways hank what do we did we miss what did anything we miss? i'm now realizing just how inadequate i am to be a college student man yeah, oh yeah no, I, I, no. I, you're telling me <laughs> yeah i do no. not clean when i procrastinate i do not make color coded sticky notes i do not <laughs> do anything of these productive things Anyways, I do play guitar and I do partake in other activities. But other I, activities. I, I guess what I would say my procrastination would be, well, we, I, I study a lot. Like I have to study a lot for my classes. So we we get in groups and we do work together and stuff like that. But I am the guy gang. that I want to just like, let's start talking about like weird like astrophysics, <laughs> like creation of the universe, or like, like conspiracy theories. Yeah, conspiracy and, theories. Yeah. Like almost like a, let's let's bring up a deep topic right now and like not do this work. Hank let's, is that guy. Yeah, so, everyone loves that guy. Though. I'm a gabber, so I, I want to talk and like let's, but like let's really get into it, man. Let's like <laughs> you, let's go deeper. When let's, you're studying, you're getting this. into a very yeah. like academic mindset, like yeah. digging in, like a very trenches mindset. So to like we quote could football. we could do like the calculus of this, but why why not like understand like why not why is there like these planets out there that are yeah. like all these light years away and we don't know what could be living on there? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Are, is there more? Is there more sand or stars? You know that debate? Well, wow, oh, there's, there's definitely debate. more sand. Are you kidding? No, no, stars. <laughs> Give me stars. Come on. One but, handful of sand is millions of grains. Millions. The infinite, the universe is, wait, wait, more sand in is the universe or sand? on Earth? I don't know what the official question is, but it <laughs> makes science people so mad when you say sand because they're like, no, that's not true. And then people that's are like, I, slow, I, and they're like, I don't have any science people in my life, so I don't think. Well, that's... I'm an engineer. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be sand. I mean, man of stem. Hank is one yeah. of man of stem. Mi- wait, mitten engine. What's that shirt? In- that engineered in the mitten. Engineered in the mitten. That was electric. Well, let's let's talk man. about engineering and move to the Motor City. How about that? Wow. wow. What a segue. The Detroit Pistons. They, that, that was a great segue. That was Thanks, a five Hank. star segue. You know, we're, we got I lots. Get four stars. We kind of have a point five, but ooh. I think, I think I've, I've heard star. I've heard better segues. 
But no, anyways, yeah. Either way, we'll, we'll we'll segue once again from the segue ranking, a segue from the segue ranking into the segment we're going to do. Yeah, we are now and that off the be, rails. That would be Detroit sports. We just have you know a nice eight to ten minutes right here to kind of just talk our minds. We already talked a little bit of Lions, so we'll leave this more for Pistons and, and Tigers as well. You know, Godspeed to the Lions. Everyone's got the flu or a COVID-related illness or something going into Denver today. So, yeah. Ugh. Anyways. I don't even think they can feel a team. Oh, my gosh. I think you and I might have to fly out there quickly. And I would so quickly kick do or it. punt or long snap or do something. So... <laughs> the beauty I just of lost live radio. My train of thought. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, real quick, what 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 are your what's your disappointment level in the Pistons? Wow, God, this scale is, of one to ten. This is pretty tough because scale of one to ten, I'd say like a six. I expected more growth. Yeah, you know, Killian Hayes is shooting the ball a little bit better, but not not necessarily scoring the ball a little bit better. Him and Cunningham on the floor at the same time is not necessarily going super well. I, I, I'd i say it's like a six. Yeah, I would go higher because uh, my expectation was I wanted them to be in the play-in. I wanted them to be a nine or ten seed, and they're clearly just not going to do that. They no, have single-digit wins. Too. I also said if they have single-digit wins by Christmas, Dwayne Casey should be on the hot seat. I don't I don't want him oh, fired man, whatsoever. God, I, but, you know, I that's a he, whole... I, I think his seat's probably warm that's a whole different topic too i mean I, i'm, a, it, I'm a casey guy i am too but man it's just the results aren't, they they have because last season and one of the biggest reasons for that don't get me wrong is the players but the rotations yeah. also don't make sense like Corey joseph is playing no. way too much trey you lyles two is playing young way too guards, much yeah josh just, jackson disappearing from the rotation is just strange it just doesn't make refuse sense. to play Saban lee but like, i think luca garza probably should play more it's just if you're going to go young, go yeah. young. Well, that, I mean, yeah. So I just, uh, that's our temperature on the Pistons. I think we're going to take a quick break. Yes. Tigers on the way as well. We haven't talked a lot of baseball. We love we'll do a little bit baseball. of baseball. But baseball on the other side, and then NFL picks as well on the Greenway Report. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome back to the Green and White Report Sports Update. My name is Jay DeCoster. NFL to kick off in a matter of moments with seven games at the 1 o'clock slot, four games at the 4.25 p.m. slot with the Buffalo Bills traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers in that game. Derrick Henry is reportedly expected to be back for Week 18 and the playoffs for the Tennessee Titans coming off of a broken foot. The NFL's oldest rivalry is back tonight on Sunday Night Football with the Bears traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will look to continue his dominance against his rival where he is 21-5 against the Bears. In the NBA, the Bulls' COVID, the Bulls COVID protocols can, or COVID issues continue with Zach Levine and Troy Brown Jr. becoming 8th and ninth players to enter the COVID protocol. This is the Green and White Report Sports Update. Thank you, Jay. I think our next Sparty Awards should be a list of things we want to do instead of watching Packers Bears. Oh my gosh, dude. That I is going to be, I that's going to suck. Like, I, I'm not going to watch it. I never do. That's going to be the worst. I never watch that. As a Bears fan, I, it's like, just pain. What? How, yeah. do you, how do you watch? Oh, you're a Bears fan, Jay. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's just pain. Especially a couple months ago, Aaron Rodgers saying, I still own you. Yeah. I was watching that game. I'm like, okay. Plus, you know I what? hate both teams. It's like, hate. Dude, kiss it. 
shove it's, it. It's Whatever. Like I, he. Oh my god. I hate the, the thing Bears. Is he's so good. I hate the Packers. Yeah. I hate. I hate. I mean, it's gonna be like a ten point. Like it'll be a 10-10 game at halftime. Oh, it's it's gonna be the same thing year after year. Are your year, Bears pulling gonna... a dub tonight? I wouldn't mind. Oh, I, no you chance. know what? I hate the oh. Bears. I would dig it if they won tonight. I Lord God, Trent, have no would... interest either way. I dig is what it I'm if saying. they won. How the hell do you watch a sports game that you have zero rooting interest? Yeah. In? I, I I can't choose. I get physically ill. You'll wear a Rob. No, you'll wear one of those NFL hats. Who's the guy that wears the NFL? Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob yeah, Lowe. Rob. NFL. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I'm just, the middleman. It's man. the same story. It'll be, it'll be a blowout by halftime. Fire and, Nagy. Yeah, the Nagy. The Nagy chance will be the the Packers fans will be like extend Nagy. So oh god, we'll have to see. That's like that's like Michigan State fans with Harbaugh. Oops. Hey, thirty seven thirty four. No, thirty seven thirty three. I'm a bum for not remembering the final <laughs> score. Either way, it's baseball time. It is. I mean, baseball is locked out right now. And it's cold Which outside. Sucks. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, we could do an entire show on reasons why Major League Baseball, the league office, and Rob Manfred are being stupid and trying to shortchange the players. But <laughs> let's keep it localized. Talk a little bit of Tigers baseball. It's been a pretty eventful offseason for the Motor City Kitties, not the Lions, the Tigers. Bringing in Tucker Barnhart via trade with the Cincinnati Reds, then going out and opening free agency with the signing of left-handed starting pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez from the Boston Red Sox. E-Rod! And then right before the lockout begun, you saw the the signing of Javier Baez as the new shortstop of the team. So we're just going to take our temperature here on the state of the Detroit Tigers. I don't think that they're done this offseason. I strongly believe that there's still acquisitions to be made. I think another infielder is going to be brought in. Maybe someone cut out of like a Jonathan VR type cloth. And I think that another starting pitcher is going to be brought in. And it's yes. not going to be Willie Peralta. Especially with the news about Matthew Boyd. Yes. Yes. So just your opinions, Trent. And you're battling it right now because the sun is just shining in the studio. I mean, Damn sun. It's, it's shining in so much I can't even see Henry because of the glare. And Trent's got his arm up in the air. The future's too bright. I can't but, see. Thoughts on the Detroit Tigers offseason trend? Love it. I love every move they've made, to be quite honest with you. Um, I, d- I didn't see it from Grayson Griner, you know, at catching, and, and now that Jake Rogers is probably going to miss the entire yeah, season. Which you is need a shame it. because, man, did he grow last year. Yes. It, yeah, he did. And so you're missing kind of that stability, that great defensive catcher, and that's what Barnhart is. They went out and got him. Uh, and, and obviously, you still have Haas. You can hit enough too, and you need Haas's bat in the lineup too, so you can play, play with, both. Play put Haas in left field. Yeah, put and, Barnhart behind the plate. Miggy wants to play first. You can absolutely put Barnhart at DH, Haas mm-hmm. at DH. You you can play with that. So I like that signing for that reason. The Erod thing is awesome because he led the Red Sox, who were you know solid in wins. So that's a big signing there, and that that you know experienced postseason the, pitcher. Too. That is the most exciting thing I think about this team going into next season is the pitching rotation because you got yeah. three young guns you've got Erod and like you said Sloan they're probably going to go out and sign another guy I think so I, I think they like Alexander better in the bullpen is just kind of a strike thrower who comes in and just you know mows people down the bullpen was a strength last year yeah which is I think that they're, they're, over the moon they for probably Tigers fans. they probably add to that too I think yeah, probably. probably cheap, a cheap signing, but you know, with the addition of Chris Fetter as pitching coach, yes, you know, you take, you know, we can. This is a, a team in a position to have reclamation projects in the bullpen. That's historically an area where the contending teams can go cheap. But I'm a huge Greg Soto guy. So am I. Fulmer he he, he was bullpen. my Tiger last year. Huge Greg Kyle Soto. Kyle Funkhauser. Yep. I mean, the I mean the bullpen. I mean, all of a sudden, just great depth. I mean, Jose Cisnero. 
you know, Joe Jimenez pitched well in stretches. I'm not really sure why they tendered him a contract for almost $2 billion. But yeah, yikes. Yikes. You know, I want to talk about the Baez signing. Yes, we have to. Because I would not be a liar because we, we don't cheat we don't we don't we don't cheat our audience, we don't cheat ourselves. I would be I'd be a liar if I didn't say that I am disappointed that it wasn't Correa. Because we had Correa expectations set. There was obviously the sexy headline of, you know, AJ Hinch and Carlos Correa will reunite again. You know, it, you love what he brings to the table as an emotional leader of a team, as a World Series champion, and as as a young player. But you know, with all that said, you know, that that was the guy that I wanted, the guy that I observed as as kind of target number one. But Javier Baez brings a skill set to this team that is going to be exciting. Yes, he's going to go through slumps where he strikes out, you know, seven times and ten at bats and frustrates the fans a little bit. But when he is at his best, you know, he'll light the world on fire. Just a, a power bat, great defender at shortstop, you know, 16 defensive plus 16 defensive runs saved last year while playing the shortstop position. You know, he's an emotional guy. He's another experienced postseason player. You know, Marcus Semien's a little older. So I, you know, I'd rather have Baez than someone like him just because of age. Someone like Trevor Story, I think is fraudulent because of, you know, he played for the Colorado Rockies and it's, you know, every every most hitters there are yeah. pretty fraudulent. History says. Correa was the goal, but Baez you know, especially considering that I think they're going to continue to spread around the money. I, I, that's the thing, yes, man. I yes, think that's the key. I think this contract is awesome for the yes. value that you're getting because, look, the the single biggest hole on this Tigers team last season, it's no secret, was shortstop. You couldn't find a guy who could sure up the middle and play consistent ball every day. Baez does that. He just turned 29, so he's relatively young. You can sort of line him up with this younger core. And, look, he... He, like you said, Sloan, he just makes your team better. This Tigers team last year, after starting the year nine and twenty-four, finished sixty-eight and sixty-one, seven games yeah. above five hundred. So this team was ready to sort of turn the corner last year. It's just they had such a horrible month of April. So I really do think that Baez, by default, makes your team better next season, like a lot better. I think he's good enough for defensively, fif- just fifteen more filthy. wins. Like I think he, I, I defensively, that's what it is. And you know the old saying, Sloan, you're only as good as you are up the middle. And you know what you have up the middle now? You've got Barnhart behind the plate. You've got Scope, who you just extended at second. You've got Baez at short, and in center field, you probably have Riley Green at some point. And I just, I love the way that sounds. I love the value. You didn't have to break the bank for Baez. You didn't have to sign him to a ten-year contract. Evidently, he wanted to come here. And look, the cherry on top is like we all, we always talk about his defense and and you know his strikeouts. People always want to you know emphasize that he can hit and he can hit yeah. for power. Like he hit two ninety runs last year. He's a career two sixty four uh, hitter. And you know with the Mets and those you know the the end of the season last season, uh, he hit close to three hundred. So I mean he's he can hit for contact. He can hit for power. He's a leader. He's flashy. He's fun to watch. So overall, I love it. Plus, the other thing, too, is is the ability to spread around the money a little bit. And, you know, they've quickly identified that they wanted to go after two starting pitchers in the offseason. And, I mean, just look at some of the guys who are still available. And, you know, an interesting name to watch is Carlos Rodon. The White Sox, after he 
you know, a bit, you know, amidst injuries, had an outstanding year last year for the White Sox, a war of five, which is third amongst free agent starting pitchers, just behind Kevin Gossman and Max Scherzer. But the White Sox did not extend him a qualifying offer. The Tigers could float him some cash. Even someone like Tyler Anderson had a very good year last year, wins above replacement of 2.8. Someone like Michael Pineda, you say Kikuchi, another, you know, pitcher for Seattle. I think that this team is not done spending money, and I think that they're going to do good on their effort to spread out the money, and I'm fine with that. If that's the goal, they're definitely going to be able to do that. So, yeah, not to beat the dead horse, but Javier Baez, by default, makes your team so much better next year. I love what the Tigers are doing. I love what Hinch is doing. I, I hope to God we see Torkelson and Green up in the, out, in the out spring. Out of camp. Yep. Out of camp. Give them a roster spot. If nothing else, dude, let them play. Don't do what you did with Victor Reyes and just yes. play hopscotch, sending them up, down, up, down, up, down, because that doesn't work. Never. This team is going to be good and entertaining. I completely agree. Quick break, and on the other side, we will be back Rapid with fire. the NFL picks and the final words of this show in 2021. Run, run, Rudolph, reeling like a merry-go-round. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Final six minutes of the show of 2021. We're going to get into the NFL picks here with Henry. The final pick segment of 2021. This is an emotional moment. Great song, by the way. It's yeah. an excellent song. I just All I can think add, of is Home Alone 2. I just want to add, yes. uh, this was supposed to be the Christmas show, and that was our first Christmas song of the whole segment. Well, that's okay. We can end the show with one. We'll, we'll end the show with Not one. Not all heroes wear capes. True. So, also, a little stalling on my part as I forgot to pull up the lines. Uh, no, time, it's so. it's fine. No, it, it it's we've been all over the place. Many topics, many conversations, many arguments. It's been it's been a wild ride. These are going to be the rapidest rapid picks. Oh yeah, in the history of the show. I'm fired up. We'll get after it. It's like a machine gun. I'm Except one thing that we can do, one thing that we are known to do is completely waste time going off the rails talking about random stuff. So none of that. We need like a we need like a rails like officer. Like we if need, any, like we need to get bumpers. like slapped. If, if, like if, yeah. if we are a bowling like alley, right now, we have mean? the bumpers like, on. Like right now. Yeah. Like like going off the rails right now. Yeah, we are. All right, well, yeah. 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 Here, we here we go. Here we go. <laughs> First pick, we got the Ravens traveling to play the Browns. Browns favorite at home, minus three. Love the Ravens. Love Lamar. Bounce back game. I know they've been up and down, but they're they're gonna win. Browns stink. Give me the Ravens too. <laughs> they stink. Next game, we got the Jaguars traveling to play the Titans. Tennessee favored minus eight and a half at home. Smash the Titans. Urban Meyer and the and the Jags are a freaking mess. Add to that, Derrick Henry's back, I believe. So um yeah. Give me the Titans. I'm in. That Next. line should be bigger. Next game, oh, we got yeah. the Raiders traveling to play the Chiefs. Kansas City favored minus nine and a half at home. Chiefs are ascending. Raiders are descending. I know it's a big spread. This is great. Yeah, the Chiefs Give actually the Chiefs have cover. Like, Chiefs actually have like a good roster and like a good coach. So I'm going to go yeah. with the Chiefs. Big. Next game, we got the Saints traveling to play the Jets. New Orleans favored minus five at home. I hate to continue just smashing covers for big favorites, but. Jets stink. I actually love the Jets here. Wow. At home. I think they could win outright. We and are. no, I'm not They're just rooting Saints. for that to happen because I want a better draft pick. It has nothing to do with that. Go Next Saints. game, we got the Cowboys driving to play the football team. Dallas favored minus six at home. Mike McCarthy guaranteed a win. I don't believe him. Give me Washington. Football team and the points. Yes. Cowboys win. Next game, Falcons try to play the Panthers. Carolina, minus two and a half at home. Gotta Super hate. Cam. Panthers. Oh, man, they're a mess right now. Give me the Falcons. They're a mess. Here we go. Matt Next Rule's game. getting fired. Seahawks try to play the Houston Texans. Seattle favorite, minus nine and a half at home. Holy crap. 
add this to the top of my list of things I don't want to watch. This is the equivalent of coal in your stocking this Christmas. Give me the Seahawks in the worst game of the year. Yeah, I like the Seahawks. Giants travel play the Chargers. L.A. is favored minus nine at home. Chargers by a million. Giants stink. They're also going to have Russell Wilson next year. I agree. Bounce back game for Justin Herbert. Chargers get back in their division race. Yeah, I also have them in fantasy. Niners shall play the Bengals. San Fran favored minus two on the road. Great game. One of the best games of the day. I'm going to take the Niners. I'm I'm in on them. I think I'm in. That's it's all I'll say. Bengals have been so up and down this year, but I think they get a win today, actually. I like it. Division showdown. The Bears play the Packers. Ugh. Packers favored minus 11 and a half at home. Play the fifth. A lot of points. Give me the Bears. Monday night, we got the Rams playing the Cardinals. Cardinals favored, minus two and a half at home. Oof. Wow. Rams, Matt Stafford back on track. I agree. They'll, they'll split that season series. All right, and you guys know this next, next game. Here we go. Lions travel to play the Broncos. Ugh. The Broncos favored, minus 12 and a half at home. The line has grown a lot because the Lions had a flu outbreak. No one's playing. TJ Hawkinson is not playing. Jamal Williams is not playing. DeAndre Swift is not playing. They're, they're just they're sh- they're so short. But Lions ride the high. They definitely cover twelve and a half. Is a lot. I don't think Denver's that good. They've yeah, got a no, good defense. I don't think they win. But I I do genuinely think that they cover. I mean, it could be up to thirteen by kick. One quick note. One real quick note. Godwin Igwib Week A. Put him on your put him on your fantasy roster if you have a sixteen team league Godwin, like I do. Igwib Week A. Igwib Week A. Let's go. Big game for him, I think. I actually think because that's all they got on offense. We went and Amon St. Brown. We went through the picks so fast. We actually have two minutes here to wrap up the show. Let's just listen to Christmas music then. Merry wow. Christmas, everybody. What? Seriously, gentlemen. This is the last show of not just the the semester, but twenty twenty one. Is it? Are we? Are, is this emotional? Or are we, I'm emotional. It's a little emotional. Hey, senior season, boys. Senior season. Oh my 2022 loading. Hey, to all you Michigan State students listening, good luck on exams. To Atlanta, kick some ass. To Atlanta, go green. One pride. It's been a great year. Wow. You know, I I can't wrap up the show in a better way than that. Great first semester to everybody who's joined this show, including the three of us right here. Thank you, Jay, for joining us today for our updates and Chicago Bears insight. I'll take them in the points. Be, please be advised. But nevertheless, <laughs> we have a fantastic semester on tap next. A little bit more football, lots of college basketball, baseball, ton of guests, tons of things to do. There's really no better way to play us out than listening to the Christmas queen herself, Mariah Carey. But for 2021, for Luke Sloan, for Trent Valley, for Henry Menegos, this has been the Green and White Report, and we will see you next year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. been listening to the green and white report on wdbm for all your sports news and notes go to impact 89fm.org sports